All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to another fantabulous episode of, I never heard any black, any nigga use fantabulous in my life, so I'm yeah, sorry for using that word. <laughs> 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 but welcome to another fantastic episode of the Gems and Juice podcast. This is a post-Juneteenth, which is now apparently a national holiday that just happened this week. Yes. Yeah. Um, I didn't know anybody beyond Texas even knew about Juneteenth, but suddenly people want to make it a paid holiday and hey, I'm all for it. <laughs> it is also a post Father's Day episode. Um, I would have bumped in with some Father's Day music, but there is none. <laughs> of course not. I was going to say, what song? Uh, that, that Father's Day is very disrespected, man. It Let's is. be real. It because I, I was looking at the commentary and it was what we'd expected, you know, but I also saw a lot of happy Father's Day to the good ones. Happy <laughs> Father's Day to the men who take care of their children. Happy Father's Day to the men who step up and the stepfathers and all that. I never hear, and, and all that is true, of course, but I never hear any conditions for a happy Mother's Day. To all the I good never mothers. saw a happy Mother's Day for the good mothers only. It was actually pretty cool. Uh, my timeline was pretty laid back this year. Usually they be going in like happy. I usually hear some happy Father's Day to the mothers. I haven't seen <laughs> none of that this year. But I, I seen maybe one. I seen one that was I, I rolled my eyes at. And, it was, and it, think about it, it was it was like one of my family too. So I was I was I just rolled my eyes. Yeah. But uh, it wasn't too too bad this year. But um, I seen, I did see a lot of happy Father's Day to the good ones. <laughs> I saw the conditions a lot. And like I said, I never see any conditions for a Mother's Day. <laughs> Ever. I never I was, see. <laughs> I, I was in Walmart the other day, uh, or last week. And you know how Mother's Day, you see all this, all this stuff sitting up saying, oh, yeah, buy this for Mother's Day. Oh, jewelry and all this other stuff. Man, when I tell you I seen a cake, it was an actual cake, and it had, like, all the ingredients on the side. Like, hey, have fun. Make your father a cake, a customized cake yourself. It's just, it had all the icing on the side and the, make you know, a cake. You know, the sprinkles on the side. I'm like, damn, we got to actually sit there and make the cake? <laughs> like Maybe was that was mother's. for a kid. Like, yeah. you, know, you don't, But we don't see that for mothers. The cake yeah. would have been made. It would have been flowers, all type of stuff on it. But for, I, I've for seen, day, I've seen kids do decorate a cake for Mother's Day or something like they do goofy no, shit like that. No, too, they so. do that, but it was out on display at Walmart. Oh yeah, like, versus they're already Mother's being day. desserts and already being flowers yeah. or whatever the case. Yeah, I'm like, damn, they just want people to do all this, all this type of shit for the dads. But when it comes <laughs> to the moms, you got the pink cake already. All you gotta do is pick it up and go. <laughs> for, the, for the dads, oh yeah, you just create your own. Here, you can create your yep. own thing. <laughs> I saw this guy post. Um, don't don't send me H uh, H F D. You don't you don't abbreviate Happy Mother's Day. <laughs> <laughs> and he was mad. He was so mad about it, and I thought that was so funny. <laughs> my, my, my favorite one is the. Uh, Hey, I know it's Happy Father's Day, but remember, um, um, mothers matter too. Oh yeah, you see that a whole lot. 
He yeah. said a whole lot. I know black lives matter, but all lives matter too. Mm -hmm. yeah, I seen one of those. A lot of all lives mattering. And also the fucking, the Father's Day sales suck. It's always some goofy <laughs> shit like, oh, 20% off a tool set. Um, yeah. here, here's a, 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 some 20% off a, a fucking razor blade where a Mother's Day is like 50% off this 65-inch plasma TV. Yeah. I'm like, okay, we see what a, what a real <laughs> presence go to, but whatever. Happy Father's Day to everybody, even the yeah. deadbeat dads, because you brought a person into this world too. Yeah. So I'm not discriminating. Happy birthday to every father. Father's Day to every father out there, man. I ain't hating. Are I'm either one of you fathers to be this year that y'all haven't told us about? Why don't we divulge that now? Well, <laughs> Live on the sure. podcast. I'm just wow, making wait, sure. I, I, I hear I about other kids. Wait, 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 wait. Hold the phone. Figure what you say? No, no, no. I was joking. I was joking. Oh, I thought, about, I thought you about to reveal something. I'm like, no, wait a minute, say, man. Way, I do have a, a, a kid I really don't know about. <laughs> That's like 12 years old right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's just wild. But again, we are back. We are back at it. A whole lot to talk about, y'all. A whole lot to break down. A whole lot went down. I keep thinking like it's going to be a slow week, and then some shit just blows up out of nowhere like midweek towards the end of the week, and I'm like, holy shit, we got a whole lot to break down. Yeah. Um, we're very glad we have Jasmine here because we need her take on a lot of, the, uh, a lot of things, which we'll get to yeah. with her favorite artists going down. But first off, as we usually do, let's do a check-in. Jasmine, we ain't seen you in a minute, girl. How you yeah, been? Yeah, I've been good. I've just been, you know, a lot of self-caring and hanging out with uh, family and friends and just really just trying to refocus and make sure I'm not going crazy because the world is crazy right now. So that's really it. I've just been, okay. you know, trying to maintain, taking it day by day. I saw you got yeah. some playlists up. You want to plug that at the front I of the show do. this time? Um, with all that's going on, um, we need mental breaks every now and then. So I made a balance playlist, which I kind of promoted a little while ago, but I put it out during this time. Um, it's just like meditations and songs that have helped me um, just throughout my life in general, not necessarily um, during this revolution that we got going on right now. But um yeah, check it out. It's on Spotify and Apple Music. It's called Balance. And there are some other playlists up there that y'all can check out. And eventually, I'm going to be putting out another one. I just haven't decided on what date yet, but it's relationship-based. So that'll be Ooh. fun. Ooh. Where are you getting the inspiration from? These deadbeat ass. No, no I'm just kidding. Okay. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, just like past um, experiences that I've had. Um it is titled Who Hurt You Right Now. So okay. I love it. I'm, I'm just really a fan of this this uh, concept. So I haven't decided when, but I'll definitely let y'all know before I put it down. So is the theme like relationships gone sour or is it um, happy relationships? It is a, the playlist is like a, a story. It's like how, like boy meets girl type of thing. Then you go through, oh, I really, really like you. And then it's like, oh, well. Oh, this okay. is too much. Oh, well, this is toxic. Oh, well, I don't even need you anymore. And then, oh, I'm happy about myself. So, so it it's starts a story. With, it it's starts story. with B-Day and it ends with Lemonade, basically. Basically. <laughs> I get you. Are, are you still single? Yes, I am very okay. much so. 
living in my truth. What do that mean? <laughs> Yeah, Jasmine's a type. Kind of <laughs> Jasmine gonna say she's single until she's engaged. <laughs> That's the thing. So we're not gonna really know when she's dating somebody because she's not gonna be official and post them on Instagram and all that shit until they're engaged. So I'm somebody actually asked me that. What? Somebody asked me that um, in my DMs the other day. Oh, if you're single? No, are you married? because <laughs> oh, wow. you never post anybody mm-hmm. I'm telling you y'all don't y'all, y'all don't be posting no man until is is the sealed deal damn near I mean it's so, only right it's only yeah. right even yeah. when you say you're single I know you're talking to at least two or three days at least, at least entertain them a little bit so um, I'm I'm 100% single right now really Absolutely. like not even talking to nobody like not even talking to anybody hmm Okay. Nobody at all. Is that to attribute to the quarantine or just a personal choice? I think I think a little of both. I think okay. a little. I started out this year. I don't know if y'all remember. I was saying that I wasn't going to talk to anybody, but I think that now I'm fully into that. At the beginning of the year, you called me on some bullshit. I had to get my myself together, and now I'm really in that mentality. Wait, I did what now? You, you called me on that being bullshit. You said, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, oh, <laughs> you yeah. called me on that being bullshit. <laughs> I had a little go around a little bit, and then now I'm really like, oh, all okay. right, for real. Not yeah, well, it's, it, it's easy now, but yeah, I get you. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, real, real quick aside, do y'all, what do y'all think Dayton's going to look like for the rest of the year? Do y'all see it even coming back at all? Because, I mean... I'm wondering if you hook up on Tinder and then you got to go and meet somebody with a mask on. Like, I just don't see it happening anytime soon, man. So, and I also read something about like this generation of men is having less sex than ever or some shit like that. So what do y'all think dating will ever come back at least for the next year or so? And what will it look like? I I I don't want to say dating has disappeared because I know people that are are still out here flourishing. I think it's just a matter of how much time you're putting into it. Because I know some people that are still that haven't missed a beat this whole quarantine mm-hmm. outside of them physically going somewhere, but them still meeting people, still com- like conversating with people, still like getting to know people. That's still going on. Are they FaceTiming? What are they doing? Yeah, like FaceTiming, okay. like. Tech, you know, texting, like social media stuff. So the same way of meeting people hasn't really changed. I think the aspect of like when it comes to hanging out, I think that's what that's what I I, I don't know yet how that's going to change. That's what is going to be weird, I think. Or can so, get weird. So basically, it sounds like y'all get everything y'all want. <laughs> time, attention, and probably gifts delivered to your house. And we don't get nothing in terms of pussy or anything. So you get to decide <laughs> if you really like that girl or not. Yeah, apparently. You, you get to decide if you really like her or not. A lot of talking going on now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I digress. I digress. Uh, checking with Figgy as well, man. Figgy, my homeboy, joins me as usual. How you doing, man? Man, I'm chilling, man. Today is my first day of uh, a full blown juicing. Okay. I had any food today, just straight up juice. I had four different juices today. And I've been drinking hella water. Oh. So uh yeah, man. I'm just I'm honestly just looking at the clock. 
because this day kind of went by long. I mean, it, it, it was a long day today just for the simple fact that I knew I didn't eat anything. So I just been looking like, man, just ready for bed <laughs> and then start day two. <laughs> but um, I'm going I'm to do some more juicing after this just to prepare for uh, tomorrow. But uh, it's been going good so far. The only thing is I felt like I felt like I, I tried to do a juice every two hours on top of drinking water. And mm-hmm. I was like mad full, man. <laughs> like I was I was full. I was pissing like a racehorse. Ooh, uh, during you know, you know, I do in the loop. And um after every break I ran to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> and you know you know how it is as far as like trying to hurry up and piss. Yep. Mm-hmm. And um I, I you know, we got like twelve commercial breaks. I went to the bathroom like ten of them, <laughs> <laughs> so it was it was kind of rough. But um, I'm getting the hang of it. I'm gonna try to do three days. So right now it's day one. If I could get past, if I, if I could get to Tuesday, I would be satisfied. But I'm trying to go till Wednesday. Okay, let us know how that works, man. Yeah, I actually tried juicing too. Uh, somebody we know like had a whole program, but they gave it all to me because they couldn't do it. And uh, I, I tried it for a couple of days, man. It kind of went the same way my vegan shit went, where it's like, it, it was cool for a while, but towards the end, I was dying, man. Yeah. yeah. And, and the juice and shit, I think on day, it was supposed to be like a week clean, cleanse. But like on day five, I was like, I can't, I have to eat, man. I'm fucking dying. Like I was yeah. starving. Like the, like the water fills you up for a while, yeah. but... Man, you need food after a while. Those hunger pains. Yeah, a, it kills you. It's a mental thing, man, because like it when, really is. When you think about it, like I'm thinking right now, like, damn, I didn't eat anything today. And then make you like just want to go get something. And I'm full, but I'm thinking in my head, like, damn, I need something to eat. So it's it's really hard. It's it's, it's like really deprogramming hard. yourself, basically. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know. Yeah, so um, like I, I know the last time we did the podcast, I was pretty much vegan. I I, I broke in a little bit, but I've been wa- I, I still been watching what I eat. Yeah, I, I've been staying away from the fast foods and uh, stuff like that. But um, this past weekend is probably the first time, probably the first time in a couple weeks I didn't go to Soul Food Vegan. Oh, okay. So yeah, I'm gonna probably go back this week. But, okay. Um, we got to talk off off the record about that place because I attempted to go on Juneteenth, which I should have known better. But um, oh yeah, for sure. But um, I really want to try it. I think every black establishment was crowded on Juneteenth. Oh yeah. I I try. I want the um. I try to go to Ray's Barbecue. Oh, that I place is crowded always. Like line, that, the line was out the door, out the door. So I said, you know what? Forget it. Let's go to um, let's go to the French Fry Hut, and that place is never crowded. And that place was crowded. Mm-hmm. I'm like, man, forget it, man. So I ended up going somewhere else. But um, yeah, um, Soul Food Vegan is really good. I they last last week I had some um, fried mushrooms, some barbecue mm-hmm. fried mushrooms. It was it was real good. Okay. All right. All right. All right. But anyway, um, like I said, man, we got a hard to break down, and I'm very excited we have the lovely Jasmine joining us because yeah. we have to break down 
her favorite rapper's goofy ass song. Oh wow! So that's how we're gonna start it off. Yeah, we got to break it off. So if things weren't bad enough in the world right now, Jermaine Cole is rapping again. He released a. He made a new song. I, I'm just playing. The song is actually okay. The song is actually decent. He's rapping his ass off on the song. He's very talented at rapping. Oh. He, he is in a little bit of hot water. At least he was this past week. Um, people are trying to cancel him. People are trying to get him the fuck out of here. Because after, you know, a few months of silence, people were wondering if he was going to say anything, if he was going to make a song, if he was going to make a statement. He released a song called Snow on the Bluff. Yes. And this song starts off with a reference to a woman who is apparently trying to lead the fight and lead the revolution and be a leader and call out people who are not being as active as she would like them to be. And he kind of criticized that nameless lady for um, talking down on people instead of just teaching people and trying to help them. And we found out later on, well, through the uh, Twitter detectives, that he was actually talking about No Name. No Name is a female rapper, uh, been active for a few years now. I had heard yeah. of her, but I never really heard of any of her songs. You know, I just knew uh, that she was around. Uh, but she, she apparently made a tweet early in the George Floyd protest time period where she called out all the rappers who would rap conscious shit but they were silent now you know presumably she was talking about Kendrick and Cole who hadn't said anything at that point you know apparently J. Cole was at a protest and Kendrick was apparently seen somewhere at a protest in LA I think but they have been silent as far as you know being outspoken like everybody else had been at that point so she said that, and J. Cole responded with this song, and people thought it was very misogynistic. People thought that he was trying to bring down a strong black woman. <laughs> people thought that he was, you know, shaming her for being smart. Uh, there was a whole lot of hate I didn't think I'd see J. Cole get, especially from the black female fan base that he has curated so hard and they stand him so hard they came after him well i'm so ready for this so <laughs> being as you are both a j cole fan and a strong black intelligent lady jasmine what were your thoughts when you first before you heard the critique and the controversy when you first heard this song what was your reaction to it so sadly i i I have to be honest, I didn't hear the song before I saw the controversy. Um, I was late to this J. Cole release. I hate to put that out there, but I was late. I, I had no idea he had dropped the song. So I was seeing him trending on Twitter before I even knew or heard the song. And I was seeing he's misogynistic. He's da 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 da. Like I was seeing everything that you're mentioning before I had heard it. So it's like, what the fuck? Like, no, y'all ain't doing this, Jermaine. So I went to go listen. And even then, like, I was literally piecing together the song and what people were talking about because I, had, I wasn't aware of the no-name tweet either. So I was literally piecing together everything as I was listening to the song. And then once I kind of got it together, then I went back and listened to it again. So um, listening to the song, though, just listening to it, 
I listen to J. Cole's music in general, so it's kind of like I, I, I never even felt that he was being misogynistic to begin with, even after seeing the, the controversy. So I, I don't know. I think I liked it. I saw, I thought he was very honest in what he was saying. I thought he was very upfront about saying that he he's not above criticism, but he, like, you know, he didn't say that she was directly talking to him, but he knows that he's not above criticism. If it's valid, he's going to listen. I think that he also um, made the point that, you know, yes, this lady is smart, intelligent. Yes, she's saying all these things, but I don't understand. So instead of shaming me for not understanding, can you tell me in a way that I, why don't you put me on game, put me on what you're trying to express instead of telling us how we're not this, this and that. So I, I, I don't know. I didn't see J. Cole's song the way the internet took it. And I don't know if that's my bias, but me, I listened to the lyrics and I listened to what he said. And I didn't think that what anything that he said was disrespectful. I didn't find it ugly in her, like to her. Um, I, I guess because he chose because of everything that's going on, he chose to pin, he chose to talk about her right then and there in this moment. I, I see that point that people are trying to make. Like he could have just talked about George Floyd. He could have talked about what's going on versus pinpointing her. But I think J. Cole is not stupid either in the sense of I think that was a that was point purposely done. Like there are very many no names out there that know so much, but because they know so much, they're almost they don't know how to communicate it to other people in a way that 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 they that they can understand. So you're you're kind of telling people like, oh, you're looking down on them, which J. Cole was saying, instead of educating us and and bringing us up to your level, which he also said in the song too. So I don't know. I just felt like the internet was stupid. Like I think the internet didn't have. They just wanted something to talk about. I think because and then, and then like. Her response kind of was conflicting to what the internet was, the point the internet was trying to make, because it was like, why, why are you picking at no name when you could be, you know, addressing the issues that's going on, but she equally responded. So it was just kind of like, you know, why, why did, why was he wrong in responding to you when you equally responded to him? Like, you know, I don't know. I just felt like it, the internet made it uglier than it really had to be. And I think the internet, I can't speak for any, no name, but I feel like the internet may have fueled some of her animosity towards him because I didn't think that song was ugly at all. I thought it was, it, it was a J. Cole song. Like it, it makes you think outside of what he's saying. It's supposed to make you think outside of what he's saying, but it's just the fact that the public choose, chose the, the drama of the song more than the actual message. And that's sad about where we are <laughs> in our generation and just in general like no i agree well said uh figgy what do you think about it first because i want to react to that too but i want to yeah. get your take on it so did you hear the uh j cole uh song first or did you hear it after all the drama and after the no ain't name song drops and all that when did I, you hear the I, j cole song i heard it first so okay as as it drop i heard it uh honestly i thought it was okay I didn't think it was the best thing like other J. Cole fans think. But I thought I thought it was cool. I figured, all right, that's cool. Probably won't go back to it. I don't know. I thought it was a little dry. 
but what he was saying was pretty dope. So I, you know, I figure it was one of those songs that you you do during this time. So I couldn't hate it. But um, I look on Twitter like a, a maybe a day or two later, and it's like cancel J Cole. I'm like, what? Like what? I had to go yeah. back. To the, I had to go back to the song and listen. I'm like, man, he had to say all lives matter or something. Maybe that was the message why people sent cancel J Cole. But um, when I found out why people wanted him canceled, I was I was shocked. I'm like, what? This was y'all got from it? And then I had to do a little more dig uh, digging to see who he was talking about because I I never heard of no name. So I, I I never heard of it. So um, then you know of course they dug up the tweets and all this other stuff. So um, I I still went back to listen to it again and I still didn't really see the problem of it. <laughs> like I felt like that was a response. I I do feel like it was a little weird that he responded to 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 a retweet or to a tweet. He he kind of gave a whole song to the tweet, but. I guess this was this was his way of um I guess responding on why he'd been quiet, I guess, and addressing the tweet. But uh to Jasmine's point, I think to me this reminds me of when people start protesting and the looters start looting, and then you had the people that was quiet finally come out and say, Hey, we shouldn't be looting guys. We shouldn't be destroying our businesses. I felt like this was, I felt like J. Cole was the person saying, hey, we need, you know, he kind of came out of nowhere because he was quiet, but in the same breath, I don't really expect somebody like him to just come out and, you know, address everything that's been happening. Like, I kind of, I kind of put my guards down when it comes to um, artists now or celebrities. I don't really expect them to speak on the issues anymore. I quite frankly, you know, if they don't really have anything to say, I'd rather them be quiet and not be forced to, you know, address something. But, um, yeah, I just think, I, I thought it was a little weird that he just came out with a whole song <laughs> pretty much addressing that tweet. And um, I guess she must be big enough where, you know, <laughs> she got a response out of him. And I, I want to say Kendrick might have She's associated with Chance, the rapper, a little bit. And that goofy motherfucker had a lot to say too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but um, yeah, I think I think Kendrick might have responded too or something. I forgot what he said. I don't know if it was true, but he pretty much said, "I I forgot what he said." But I guess this tweet really did rub people the wrong way, apparently. But um, I don't know. I was just I was shocked at the people that you know wanted him canceled for this <laughs> like the the word cancel is so watered down man i I don't pay nobody no attention if they say we need to cancel yeah. as soon as they say we need to cancel i i tune out because it's really not canceling <laughs> mm-hmm. and uh i'm i'm pretty surprised that he doubled down i thought he was gonna give up and, and mm-hmm. apologize and say some sucker type stuff but he kind of doubled down and said i, I, I I said what I said. That's lack of a better word, he said, I said what I said. So um, it was pretty interesting, man. But I was pretty surprised. This was the reason why people was canceling J. Cole. Yeah. Uh, well, I'll start off with the beginning of how I found out about No Name. Because like I said, I hadn't, 
I hadn't listened to her music, but I had been following her, her on Twitter for like a month plus now. Um, just because I saw what she had been tweeting lately, and I'm like, okay, she's actually down for the cause. You know, she's not tweeting no industry shit. She's not tweeting all lives matter. She's actually like on some revolutionary shit, you know? So I'm like, okay. I followed her, and I've been seeing what she's been tweeting. And she was right to call out the people who have been silent, but then want to make an album like The Pimp a Butterfly and talk about all this shit. It's like, okay. Like, I'm not one for celebrity worship, you know. I don't really care what Kendrick and J. Cole have to say, but I understand a lot of people do. You know, they have a whole lot of fans, and they want to hear what these people have to say. And if you come across as a teacher and a leader in your music, whether deserved or not, people are going to want to hear what you say, have to say in times like this. You know, so I understand why people would want to hear a J. Cole or Kendrick response to all this, but I don't really care. Mm -hmm. So fast forwarding to this song, um, when it released, I didn't listen to it because I just wasn't in the mood to listen to J. Cole at the time. But I did see the controversy. I did see the lyric breakdown of what he was talking about. And I was like, okay, that's interesting. But I wonder if this was just a cherry pick thing out of a bigger song and they're just making a big deal about it. So I was kind of surprised when I actually listened to the song and most of it was actually about the no name situation, you know, the bars at least, you know, a good, it starts off with addressing a no name thing, you know, and I think the overall message was actually, it kind of made J Cole look bad, you know, but he knew that it was about him feeling guilty for not doing more and not knowing more, you know, and being made to feel guilty by people like No Name who are calling him out for inaction. But he's like, you know, I, I don't know what y'all know. You know, you got, you got to tell me what's going on. So I think people kind of skipped that whole thing because really it was, in, like Jasmine said, an honest song where he's admitting his faults, you know. He's saying, I'm not a leader. I'm not that smart. I just, I'm a rapper, you know. He's admitting this. So I think the overall message, people just kind of skipped over and, and focused on, oh, he's attacking this black woman, even though he said so many things. He was like, you know, she's smarter than me. Mm-hmm. He said all this stuff to make himself look worse. But people still took it a bad way. And, you know, here's the thing. My biggest question is, why did J. Cole release this song now? You know, yeah. this could have been an album cut. And it would have been a cool little interlude on his next project. But I don't know why, because he's a smart guy. I don't know why he thought this would be received well right now. I think that um, just being a fan of his, and I think it speaks to the people that had a lot to say, too, that who's really a J. Cole and Kendrick fans like that and who aren't, because... In my experience, and correct me if I'm wrong, J. Cole and Kendrick don't ever come out and just speak on an issue. They typically put it in their music anyways. Yeah. So you, I get, you know, I get no name in the sense of these are those artists that we look for because of their music. We expect something from them, but they don't ever do that anyways. So it's a lot to ask of them to do something now when that's nothing, That it's not what they've ever done as far as publicly saying something on a platform like 
again, we see J. Cole at protests. We see Kendrick at protests. They do stuff behind the scenes. They're never the, I, me personally, I like them because I don't have to know what they talk. Like, I don't have to know what they're doing to know that they are at least helping in some type of way. They may not be helping in the way that we want them to or hold them to that standard, like J. Cole said, but I don't put it past them that they are doing something. You know what I mean? Uh, And I will say that, like, for instance, like, uh, we're going to get into the, um, to the Dave Chappelle stuff in a, in a minute, but I will say, like, like her, though, I was wanting to hear from certain people. Kendrick and J. Cole were not people that I was expecting to hear from because I know how they move, but I was expecting to hear from a Drake. I was expecting to hear from, you know, certain people that, that have something to say about the slightest things any other time, but they haven't said much now, like Drake. But then, you know, which we'll get into again, the J. Cole, I mean, the Dave Chappelle stuff, why, that doesn't, ultimately that doesn't matter. So I had to think past that. But, you know, I don't know, just, just being a fan of these certain artists, like, I, I didn't, I honestly didn't expect to hear anything directly from J. Cole or Kendrick Lamar right then and there. And that's not a knock to them. It's just, that's how they've always moved. So I, I don't know why they would move. I won't say I don't know why, but I just say, I just think it's unfair to expect them to to move any differently just because of now, like not just because that's in, I don't know I don't know how to how to say that, but they they've always moved in the way that they have and J Cole like to your point Rocket like why did he pick this time to say what he said, but I think that not not that it's tone deaf but I think that like even when it came to um, false prophets when it came to like the Kanye song that he dropped those songs also too just kind of dropped when he felt like dropped like they there wasn't any time relevance really to it I just feel like J. Cole kind of puts out the song when he's ready to put it out and yeah. he's not really focused on the 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 he don't really be focused on what the, the public's gonna say too too much as anymore I don't think I think he he put it out with a purpose people missed the purpose so he got on the Twitter and tweeted about it but he did what he came here to do. And that was, you know, that was it. Yeah, he tweeted the conversation. He, I think he, he put it out because he had it on his heart and he felt a certain way about it. And I understand that, but just I'm I'm confused as why he thought this would be received well, you know. Mm-hmm. But um to end to kind of end up on to end this topic, uh my real quick, my take on the no name thing, her song itself. Um, it was a cool song. Matt Lib produced the beat, which is crazy because Matt Lib don't just work with anybody. Yeah. You know, he really doesn't. So the fact that she got a Matt Lib beat for a J. Cole diss is kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. But um the diss itself, um, I did think I'm glad she apologized for it. I'll say that. Because even though you can say, Oh, it was cool, oh, she killed him, oh, she did her thing, and yeah, she I mean, she she did her thing, but a rap beef is not what we need to pay attention to right now. Exactly. And this really just fed into that. And it was a distraction for an entire couple of days of everybody saying, oh, she got the best beef track of 2020 so far, all this stuff. And it's like, that was never the intention of any of these people to be in a rap beef right now. Yeah. You know? So I'm glad she took a step back and realized that it was egotistical to even respond. I feel like this could all have been settled in the phone call or a DM Honestly, yeah. they had to put this in a public forum like this, especially not right now. It's, it's pretty much like the whole purpose of this whole thing that happened from the beginning. 
with Kaepernick, it went from what his original purpose was, and it went all the way to the national anthem, to the yes, all this other stuff. It just got all the way away Left. from the whole purpose, and this is pretty much an example of it, but in the rap hip hop term. Yeah, yeah. And, and like I and like it, it, want the same thing. Everybody wants the same thing. And um, it, the other weird part about this is, like, I don't, I don't know exactly what day she tweeted this. I don't know if it was a super old tweet or if it was kind of recent. But I felt like this is around the time where, when every single celebrity is doing something. Yeah. So it's kind of it's kind of popular to or trendy to uh, to to do something. Mm-hmm. Say you're doing something. Say Kanye. Gave away um, two mil to the uh, George Floyd kids. Mm-hmm. So it's not like you know, like I would I wouldn't assume J Cole and them aren't doing anything or they're quiet. You know what I mean? So I was one I was wondering what what day she put that tweet out to even say that because there's a lot of people doing stuff behind the scenes. Well, this happened I think like right during that week when things were getting really hot, really? she put that tweet out. But and to that point, I will say this, and something I've noticed recently, and I got to call it out, and I got to call it like I see it, man. The women in hip-hop are the only rappers who aren't cowards to me right now. I think everybody else, like I said, I, I, I give props to people I never thought I'd give props to in this respect. Kalani, Tinashe, yeah. uh, yeah. no name. They're speaking truth. They're... Being there on in ground zero, doing the work, talking the real shit, not mm-hmm. caring if they get blackballed or not, going anti-industry, anti-everything. Yeah. We don't have that on the male side. Mm-hmm. Kanye fucking tweet about everything. He ain't said shit about this. Yeah. Jay-Z ain't said shit about this. Mm-hmm. Kendrick and Cole, Cole did what he did. Kendrick might be helping behind the scenes, but they ain't said shit about in Like, nobody said anything of any relevance. Yeah. You know, in this time. And the women are the only ones going hard in the paint. I got to call like it is. You know, I get that we're not going to have another Tupac. Tupac is gone. But we ain't even got nothing close to that on the male side, man. Everybody, even Lil Baby, who who did a good thing with the song. Yeah. I just thought it was a little watered down. I thought it could have been a little, it could have had a little more teeth to it. But I understand he did his thing, and we didn't expect that coming from him. So I, I respect it. Yeah. But I, I got to call it like I see it, man. The women are the only ones holding it down on social media and in public, on public platforms, speaking the real shit. Mm-hmm. That's just how I see it. But Do you, um, and this may be like conversation later, but do you think that um, the stakes that these men have in certain business opportunities has a lot to do with why they're not speaking up or not 100%. saying certain things. One thousand percent. Yeah. Which yeah. basically means you a sellout to me. You know, the, if you're scared. I was gonna get. I was gonna get to that, but at the same, I I, I don't want to say that to. It's not the time to down our people, but at the same time, it also feels like yeah, you're a sellout because that shouldn't matter. That shouldn't be more important than what's going on right now. It's, it's, your money shouldn't be more important than the bigger cause of humanity right now. Drake is rich enough to say we should tear down every Confederate statue in the country and not have to worry about it being a big hit to him. You know, he has mm-hmm. enough money for his lifetime. Honestly, he will be okay if he don't make another. If you don't go do, do another show again, 
you'll probably be okay. Have he said you know, anything? Not that I know of. He's po- he posted um, around because I, I I hate this, but I I went to go check because I was I, I was feeling away by his platform and who he is, but. Yeah, I saw something that he posted on the 30th when around the time that the incident first happened with George Floyd. He posted the blackout picture and then he posted one other one other pic. And that that's kind of it. And I, again, we're going to get into like, you know, Dave Chappelle and stuff because that hearing Dave Chappelle and what he had to say really put things in perspective for me because just like the conversation we're having, I really was looking for Drake and feeling some type of way about Drake and 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 yeah like why haven't you said anything mm-hmm. like you know like why haven't you i understand you're canadian but you know you are the number one person that benefits off of this country more than anybody in 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 rap in in rap that i and that's just me speaking off opinion like that's true. why haven't you said anything at all like at all and he so, wasn't blackface don't forget and he did blackface and and you did the whole God's plan, you know, mm-hmm. you did like, why haven't you said anything at all? But then I get, you know, maybe he doesn't know what, or maybe he's working on something or maybe, you know, maybe we don't know, but it, it did rub me a little, it did rub me away to, to not hear from Drake as much as I yeah. feel like I would have liked I, to. I, I think but, it's a thing where, you know, you, I mean, like I said earlier, I don't expect, I, I don't, I honestly don't want to hear from artists or yeah. celebrities. I'm, I'm not like waiting on them, but it showed, it kind of shows us who they really are if they don't say anything exactly. or have some type of genuine reaction to it. Because you, like, you can say what you want about LeBron, he will react to it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he been yeah. retweeting a lot of stuff. He was tweeting. Yeah, like, to the point I'm like, whoa, like he, he <laughs> retweeted that. But like it say a lot when you at least do stuff like that. But when somebody is the biggest star in the world and they they you know, they good for retweeting all type of other stuff, but when it comes to that, they quiet as a church mouse. It to me that kind of showed me where you really stand. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like I you know, I don't hate on nobody if they rather do stuff that's not in the public, but we, you know, I guess us having social media and stuff like that, it's hard to just, just keep it on the low like that. Like, even if it's a retweet of the video saying, man, this is messed up or we got to do better or, you know, tweet uh, some type of link out to charity, something. But if you not really doing anything like that, it's just, I don't know. It kind of showed me who you really are. Yeah. Yeah. But to be fair to Drake, I know he has donated. I remember when that whole thing with the uh, somebody challenges a celebrity to donate a certain amount. Oh, yeah. and people got on Virgil for only donating 50 bucks. $50. And nothing on his store <laughs> even cost 50 bucks. So uh, I think he, during that challenge, I think he put up like 100000 or something like that. Mm-hmm. So he is, don- he is putting in some work. He is donating yeah. money. Better than nothing. But like I said, a public... Um, I like. I'm not waiting for Drake to say something, but the silence does speak volumes too. Yeah. You know? Because unlike so, unlike J. Cole and Kendrick, Drake is somebody that does talk. Drake yeah. is normally somebody that will speak up. Drake is somebody that he'll address beefs in music, but other things he's not shy to say something about or or 
he's he's childish, so he'll put something petty out or something, oh, you know, yeah. something. So I don't know, but I, I will give him the same benefit of the doubt of J. Cole, and maybe he's figuring figuring it out and doesn't know everything right now. Yeah, it's possible. And it's kind of more than the money to me because I feel like the money is the easy way out. And that's the one thing yeah, I'd be a little exactly. worried about because we always complain about how white people don't support. My biggest fear is, you know, these rich white companies say, hey, you know, let's donate a million dollars to uh, Black Lives Matter, but mm-hmm. still not really be about the cause. You know what I mean? Or still don't really understand where we're coming from or don't, or they still don't hire black people or whatever it is. So that's kind of my biggest fear. So I, you know, I I do appreciate people donating stuff, but to me, like I think it's I think it might be worth a little more if you just express how you feel. You know what I mean? If you just come out and say, "Hey, this is wrong," like nah, like this death of this unarmed black person was wrong. Like we need to change. To me, that speak a little more than just you know donating behind the scenes or yeah. You know, putting up a, a a couple thousand dollars or whatever. Yeah. Because to me, uh, to me, with them celebrities, that's to me, that's an easy way out. Yeah. I think so. I think corporations too, like when they, you know, the statements, and I'm sure y'all have touched on this um, in the weeks past, but like the, you know, certain corporations and things that it's it's almost like you're conflicted because you you appreciate them putting out the statement and saying something, but it's almost like. How genuine is it, depending on where it's coming from? Like, how genuine is it? Is it really, you know, money Money drives everything at the end of the day. Like, for instance, the Target. They burnt down the Target because they didn't want to provide protesters for certain things. And then the CEO came out and was like, you know, we're supporting, you know, protesters everywhere. I get he's the CEO, but of course the CEO is going to say something like that, you know? So when that happened, like, that was a conflict uh, for me. Like, you know, just deciphering through that like you know you still want to be um appreciative for the people that that do care and really are even bothering to put stuff out there like that but then you also you know have to wonder about people's hearts sometimes and where is it really coming from yeah Yeah, we the the truth is a lot of people just following the trend right now especially companies you know everybody has to do something and you can tell by what they do if they're genuine or not some companies, like, people are mad about the Aunt Jemima thing, but that's a huge thing for a company to do, mm-hmm. you know, to rebrand an entire product that sold hundreds of millions of things and have mm-hmm. to redo the entire thing and rebrand the entire, oh, that that's ridiculous, but it, to my, in my opinion, it needs to happen. Yeah, and you they know, care enough. Shit, yes. Yeah. Uh, but some people just do something, like, I saw this one video game uh, uh, account do some shit, like, uh, we're not going to post on our social media for eight minutes and 46 seconds in tribute to George Floyd. I'm like, oh, what a like, sacrifice. Yeah, you know, not even a whole 10 minutes could go by. <laughs> like, what, the, what the fuck does that mean, man? So yeah. some of this shit is just them following a trend and, and they just think it'll, they got to say something, but it'll pass. But some companies are actually doing radical things. And yeah, I, I can tell their heart is actually probably in the right place but. ben and jerry's they've been yeah they've been going hard in the paint too yeah i haven't i haven't personally seen it but ashley was filling me in on how they really been really been out here yeah yeah they've been going they've been, hard they've so. been on the front line yeah but definitely you know, then you got people like starbucks ah 
<laughs> did what they did, and I wasn't even surprised. I'm like, man, like they already went through this bullshit before. Yeah. So they just ain't gonna learn at this point. Not. That's crazy. Yeah, stuff like that, man. Like when people say, "Oh, we need to stop going to them for right now," blah blah. This is like, man, you know where they stand. Yeah. <laughs> like they showed they showed their hand before. Yeah. <laughs> so it's it's not even surprising. It, it sucked, you know. I I used to work there, so I know it sucked for the um, the uh, the workers, black mm-hmm. workers that work there. But y- y'all know what it is, man. Yeah. Yeah. So, so whatever they do to try to you know. To try to um, even it out, I guess, or make it seem cool. It's like, man, you know what it is. Like, what do it even matter? They okay, cool. They let y'all wear Black Lives Matter shirts now. Only like, because we know about y'all and we yeah, saw y'all's like, emails. What does that mean? And, like, that's not yeah. really a change. You yeah. know what I mean, if I'm if I'm sitting here, you know, if I got a kid and they pissed off because I won't let them go to the store and get chips, and they throw a hissy fit, and I say, all right, all right, all right, I'll let you go. Like, do, do that mean anything? <laughs> you know I mean? So, I don't know. But, yeah, it's a lot of companies like that. They, you know, they get called out and they feel the heat and then they retract. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. But we'll, we'll, I think it's easy to see which ones are about and which ones aren't. But Oh, yeah. It I'm is what it is. I'm trying to make lifestyle changes now, too, with my products. So, we'll see. Are you buying black-owned only? Yes, I am. Okay. I do. Obviously, I'm in gas, <laughs> groceries, like produce and vitamins are where I'm at right now. Everything else I've been able to find. So I'm working on those. If anybody has any suggestions, any recommendations, please let me know. But gas, produce and vitamins are definitely something I have not been able to find yet. I've been going to the black owned coffee spot. I think it's on Almina. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah. I, I, I went there, still in line. Mm. I, I felt good, honestly. Yeah, it make you feel. It made me feel good. Like on Juneteenth, like I went on a tour, like with a friend that is kind of deep in like the uh, urban clothing and like streetwear clothing, and she took me around different black-owned stores that they have. Like that, there's so many too that you just, I guess, just you just don't know about unless you know. So we went to that type of stuff and like. I'm, it, it makes you feel good to like support support your people and especially when their business is good it's one thing if your business ain't good and you're just black i'm not supporting mm-hmm. you i'm sorry like you you still need to put forth some type of effort in your service you still need to treat 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 us as if we were anybody you know treat us as if we were a white man and they're supporting you like you still need to give us the whole the whole show and thankfully a lot of stores and businesses that i've encountered they are they doing they going above and beyond. So I hope you know, I appreciate that and hopefully everybody keeps it up and stuff. Yeah, hopefully it's not a fad. Hopefully people actually keep on it because yeah. that's one way we can actually make some change here. Mm-hmm. All right. Um so Jasmine is going to have to lead us in the breakdown of the new releases, the other new releases this week, because me and Ficky ain't listening to any of them. <laughs> we gonna start off with uh fuck it let's start off on the the city girl let's go straight from conscious to ratchet, <laughs> to ratchet. okay fuck it uh okay. the city girls are back they um are. kind of unexpectedly i didn't know they were gonna drop anything anytime soon but they are back with their scam raps <laughs> uh, the uh 
the Twitter, the I ain't seen no twerk videos yet, but I ain't been working, looking that hard enough. So uh, they did drop a new album. Apparently, it's called mm-hmm. City on Lock. Uh, Jasmine, you said you heard this album. What were your impressions yes. of it? So obviously, we just came off of our whole conscious talk. Um, <laughs> I didn't know anything about this album either. I didn't know <laughs> that it was coming. I didn't know. I just um, the most that I know is that Carisha. Young Miami was getting ready to have a baby as soon as JT got out of jail. And that was kind of it for me as far as an update on the city girls. So um, when it dropped, um, I was surprised, especially during this climate. Um, I won't lie and say that I'm going to revisit revisit it. Um, it's just not where my headspace is right now. It's not the music for me right now. Um, and that, that's not to knock them and not say it wasn't good. I thought it was okay, but Personally, my my mentality is not wanting to take in lyrics of the City Girls. It's just not, it's not good. Um, but the beats were really good. Um, it was, of course, it was a City Girls sound. It was to be expected. Um, uh, I will say, I will say that um, they had a song with Doja Cat that I really liked called um, Pussy Talk. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, Doja I like Doja she's Cat. Supposed, she's supposed to be canceled. Yeah, she what is supposed to, to be canceled. She is supposed to be canceled, her. but I I like Doja Cat. I'm sorry, I do. I like her music. I think that she's a really good artist. Like I think that she's kind of underrated as a rapper because she does all the extra, so people don't really pay attention to her lyrics sometimes or what she has to say. But I think she's I think she's good. Like she's grown on me a lot. Um, I wasn't always the biggest fan or wasn't too familiar with her, but. They have a song together that's really good. Um, they have one of my other ones was that old man come outside. They have a song called "Flute Out" with Lil Baby that honestly could have just been Lil Baby song, but I'm growing. I'm learning. Like I'm really loving Lil Baby too a little more. So that could be it. But it was it was a city girls vibe. Like if you want to break from what's going on, give it a listen. But again, if hmm. you are like me. Um, and you are very big on this this movement that's going on right now. You're very big on self care and just a lot, a lot. You can't take in a lot, then um, you know this might be a good distraction for you. But I I, I won't revisit it anytime soon. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not doing that. I'm sorry. Yeah, like I said, I'm surprised they dropped this album. Ain't no clubs open. Yeah, really. Like, so you really yeah. can't absorb it in its proper environment. Exactly. Um, there's really not a whole lot to do socially in public. So, yeah, I mean, glad for the fans. They got something to listen to. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I'm surprised they dropped it now um, because the energy and the temperature ain't really, ain't really there for it. Yeah. Same thing with the Takashi 6 9 shit, I feel. Like, like these niggas could have waited a few months, I feel, to drop this kind of music, man. We don't need this type of shit right now. We're trying to stay focused, okay? The trolls. Yeah. yeah, I don't get that either. Yeah. Um, now, Tiana Taylor also dropped an album called The Album. Very creative title. I see <laughs> where she's going with that. Um, I saw the cover. She was looking like Grace Jones on it. Yes. Which is kind of cool. But um, what did you think about this album in comparison? Uh, I like it. I like this album. Um, I'm not the biggest Tiana Taylor fan when it comes to her music. Um, I I always listen to her albums, always give her projects a chance, but 
I never revisit them um, like I think I'm going to after I've listened to it. Um, her last, the Kanye produced album, the seven tracks, she had a, a she, I liked a, a, a bit on that. Uh, majority of her music on that seven track um, EP or whatever it was called, but this was really good. I think this was, I still have four tracks left, the last four songs of the album, the project, but it was a good vibe. It all flowed. It, um, there was a different sound for each track. It did not seem like, you know, how you get lost and don't know what you're listening to anymore. It was really good. The intro was the 911 call that Iman Shumpert had with the she paramedics the when she delivered Junie. I don't know if you're familiar or y'all are familiar, but all the complications that she had during pregnancy. Yeah. And I'm actually reading into like a holistic lifestyle and things like that. So hearing that was really touching to me because um, it, spe it just spoke, it was meaningful to them, I'm sure, but it also spoke to the climate that we're in. And as far as like how black women don't necessarily get the care that they need during childbirth, or they're not necessarily cared for in the same ways. We go through a lot during childbirth. So I don't know that she was going for it, but it, it resonated with me during this time too, be just, just protecting our women, just protecting black people in general. And it was just really powerful to hear. And then Iman, of course, he was crying and just trying to make sure everything was okay because he was the one delivering the baby. I, I remember that. So they yeah. did. Wait, they did this at their house. Yeah, they. She delivered her she baby in her. Labor. Yeah. yeah. He home. was right. Oh man, that's nasty. He Ugh. delivered her. Yeah, he delivered. Uh, how could you ever hit again? <laughs> <laughs> After seeing that mess, oh my god, that would that would give me PTSD. I'm sure, but like oh that's goodness. why I love their fame. Like, I don't know, and this might be messy, like, but they. I don't know if y'all remember when Tiana Taylor dated Brandon Jennings. Yeah, and Brianna Jennings, like, you know, took her virginity and like, like they were just in love apparently, and then he kind of hold her and ended up having a baby on her, and like I don't know, I don't know the, the details, but it's just. Beautiful to see their family because they're having another baby, which she announced in whatever single that was. And then Iman, they just seem so in love. And like Iman, they're so invested in, with each other, at least publicly. And it just, I just love to see it. It just makes me happy. But some of the standout tracks for me, um, she had a lot of good features. Rick Ross was on there. Of course, Junie was on there. She had Erica Badu, Missy Elliott, Future, Quavo. Um, she had Lauren Hill, DeVito, Big Sean, um, and King Kong were the features on her album, but that's a hell of a feature. Yeah, mm -hmm. no, she has some bomb features and they, they did justice too. Like the Missy Elliott, the, the Missy Elliott and Future feature, it was on a track called Boomin' and I liked it. I know how we feeling about Future right now, but I thought it was good. Um, Come Back to Me with Rick Ross and Junie was one of my favorite ones, just the, um, it was real powerful. I think it was Rick Ross too, because he started the song off, like he started rapping and stuff. And the bass was really good. I listened to it in my car. Um, and then um, what else was really good? Um, the Morning with Kalani, which was a single and they made a video for it too. That was my least favorite track on the album. And I don't, I don't know. I just, I don't know. It just, I'm not a fan of it, but um, Ever Ever was one of my favorites and bo again, Booming with uh, Future and Missy Elliott, but I do need to finish it. And I think this is something that I'll go back to for sure. It's a vibe. It really is. It's, it's something 
this is more of the distraction that I would be looking for um, out, more than the city girls sound for sure. If I wanted okay. to take a break from everything. So I think y'all would like it. I think it's, I think it's a good project, honestly. I'm gonna check I'm it out. I'm gonna check yeah, it I'm gonna actually out. check this one out. I heard her last one she did with Kanye, mm -hmm. and I like that one, even though she didn't like the promotion and all that shit that went around that. But yeah, I'll yeah. actually check this one out. I like her. Yeah, I'm interested to know too, and this could be just not deep diving into too much. But um, remember, in the Kanye album, she was supposed to have Lauren Hill. She was supposed to have the Lauren Hill track. She was supposed to have all these type. I remember Lauren Hill specifically, but there were certain songs that were supposed to be on the Kanye album that didn't make it and she was upset about. So I'm thinking that this Erica Badu, this Lauren Hill track, I'm thinking that maybe some of this may be a makeup for what she wanted. She got another chance maybe, or maybe it was the original song to begin with. I don't know, but I like that she, you know, was able to have those features on this when it seemed like this really came out exactly how she wanted it. Yeah, the, the, the way Tiana Taylor works, Tiana Taylor always been hands-on with everything. Yeah. She's hands-on with video shoots and uh, stuff like that. She uh, she be directing videos now. Mm -hmm. So she very hands-on. And with that Kanye project, she really... she I think she was hands-on to a certain degree, but she kind of took a back seat, and obviously she wasn't satisfied with the outcome of it. Mm -hmm. So um, I think they changed a lot of songs at the last minute or changed the beats and stuff like that. Yeah. So um, I think this project is like her first project where she was totally in control of every single thing. I think so too. So yeah, so I'm I, like I I can't wait to hear. It. I ain't get a chance to listen to it, but this uh, this is probably I wouldn't be surprised if people say this was her best work. I think so so far, and again, not being a fan of really her music. I'm more of a fan of her than her her sound, but I think. From what I've heard of her past music and stuff, this is her best project. Yeah, I'll check it out. It sound like a glowing review. So I will. I will not probably. I will probably not listen to the City Girls album. I'll be honest. Yeah. But I will check this one out because, like I said, I liked her last album. So good review from Jasmine. Thank you for yes. holding it down for us ignorant men who don't listen <laughs> to women rap or women they singing. <laughs> Us misogynists <laughs> over here, us Jim Coles. <laughs> so, uh, fuck it. Let, let's dig in some topics, man. A lot to talk about. Nothing really that we got to lead off on. So, fuck it. Let's start with the bullshit. Um, <laughs> are you, so, are y'all up on this Jay Prince versus NBA young boy yes. saga going on right now? Is it yes. Jay Prince Jr. or Jay, Jay Prince? I, Jay I Prince. don't know. Jay Prince is involved too. He made a video. And I'm going to share it because I actually haven't seen any of this shit. Oh, okay. So Jay Prince made a video and NBA Youngboy made a video. And I believe this is referring to NBA Youngboy got robbed or something. Mm -hmm. And he's trying to get his stuff back. And Jay Prince made a video about it. Let me go ahead and... But on another note, on another note, so while, while we was gone, um, I got a call, you know what I mean, because... The little homie, young boy, place got broke into. People went in the place and disrespected different things. And, uh, you know, I got a call about it. And, and the little homies that went into this place want to make that right because they understand that, you know what I mean, uh, young boy family is, is okay with me. And, uh, 
As you can see, make long story short. I got your keys to your Rolls Royce. I got your keys to your McLaren. You know, all that shit that they took. And the homie, Shakur. What you got, homie? You got your uh, Rolls Royce umbrellas. You got your keys. You got a bunch of other shit, so. Get in contact with us, bro. Get your shit back, bro. All good, waiting on you. Okay, now a few observations. Okay, cut that shit off. Uh, a few observations. Number one, y'all got to see this video if you haven't seen it. Uh, it's kind of funny. I've never seen a man hold umbrellas as intensely as this young brother did right here. He was very focused, holding the Rolls Royce umbrellas like he ain't want to let them shits go. Um, so, yes, apparently people broke into NBA young boy shit, took his car and his umbrellas. And he's making he made a video to announce that he has his stuff and he, he will make it right. And NBA Youngboy responded via Instagram Live. And this is what he had to say. Stay. I don't own friends, I don't own no new relationships. All that pussy shit, hey, I don't respect none of that shit, man. If you got something for me, man, they got plenty of niggas around me you could call. It's plenty, it's plenty ways you could get in touch with me. Man, don't get on no internet and do nothing publicly. Don't do nothing dealing with, with no fucking publicity. None of that pussy and shit. And I'm good on no, I'm good on no keys, gangster. When you buy shit cash, two, two keys come with the car anyway. Mind your fucking business, man. Okay, that's the original video. So, yes. Apparently, NBA Youngboy has a problem with Jay Prince making this public. You know, he has been very outspoken lately um, in, in the social media era. He has been on Instagram quite a bit, making statements. He's been on shows and radio stations making statements. So what do you guys think and who is in the right or in the wrong? And be aware that Jay Prince got ears everywhere. <laughs> so who, who should make the call? I think that... Um, for one, I don't know if I ever told y'all about my um, my growing admiration of NBA Youngboy. Uh, I think I kind of touched on it when we had a guest, but I don't think I got to tell you. NBA Youngboy is a lot smarter than we think that he is. I think NBA Youngboy is a lot more equipped with more knowledge than he, he displays. Um, I think He's right. I don't know the backstory. I don't. I didn't even know he was robbed to begin with, so I don't know the backstory between this beef or what's going on with them. But I think just surface level in the sense of what we just saw and you showed us, Jay Prince, please don't come for me. Uh, yeah, I, don't, I, I didn't think that that was necessary. I didn't think that it was – I didn't – I didn't see the point of that. I didn't see the point of putting out a video to tell this man that you had his stuff when, again, he said that, you know, he was good with the, the young boy family and stuff. So, uh, like, when young boy said, why didn't you call him or tell him or, you know, if it was really that you wanted to return his stuff. I, I, I thought that was, I you know, I didn't like that. I thought that was real, real, no. Like, I don't know. I just, no. I thought NBA young boy was right and, 
All right. The, the <laughs> views and opinions of Jasmine Bass are not necessarily that of the Jim the Jukes podcast. Keeping y'all, letting y'all know, Ryan Rocket and Figgy Fig do not necessarily agree with everything that's said on this podcast. So, <laughs> yes. Now, Figgy, we, we in another pig pen. <laughs> Who do you think is rolling around the slop here? I think the little homie. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think, I think, um, the little homie had a point. <laughs> I think he had a point, man, because it, I mean, it would be one thing if he was robbed and it was all over the place. It was on video and all this other stuff. But I felt like nobody knew about it until Jay Prince made the video. And so I, I could see why NBA Youngboy was was kind of upset about that. Yeah. However, I kind of got a little conspiracy on this. Uh-oh. I, f- I feel like I feel like um this like little uh, I- I'm about to call him little homie, hmm. but <laughs> NBA, <laughs> what's it, NBA young boy young boy mm-hmm. yeah young boy yeah, he, NBA young boy NBA young boy I I just found out not that long it wasn't until um, Floyd Mayweather daughter got into that mess that I didn't even know he was living in Houston so apparently I guess he sent he's staying in Cyprus. So my conspiracy is I feel like this is kind of like a check-in type of thing. I I feel I wouldn't be surprised if they kind of knew who did it. Yeah. And they got the stuff back and they went on Instagram to say, hey, look, look, I know you was robbed and all this other stuff, but here's your stuff as kind of like a, hey, you know, you, you know, you kind of got to go through us. Or you owe us one if we need something type of thing. Because like, like he said, they could have, you know, they could have did that off camera. They could have did, you know, he could have hit one of their lines and said, hey, you know. But I felt like I felt like they probably don't even know each other like that. And this is a thing to say, hey, this dude is living in our city. So hey, let's you know let's let's, let's, let's welcome him in like he should have been welcomed yeah. in a long time ago. Yeah, he never he never did the check in. I don't shit. know if he did the check in or not, but I felt like he didn't do the check in. So they you know they helped him in the situation. I don't want to say they set it up or anything like that, but mm-hmm. they helped him in the situation, and so they decided to go on Instagram and say hey. You know, we got your Rolls Royce. We got your Maybach or whatever they took. We got your jewelry. So, hey, you know, we got you, little homie. That type of thing. Yeah. yeah. And so I, I think he just didn't appreciate that part. Which could I think, be a mistake. <laughs> I think you're right. And I would go a step beyond and say that I think something happened that Jay Prince felt like he was disrespected mm-hmm. because I'm 99% sure that Jay Prince has mediated things like this tons of times in his time in Houston with somebody getting their shit took and him getting it back and him solving the issue. So why would now of all times he go on the internet and post it instead of like you know you can get in touch with his people if you yeah. want to like nba young boy said so there is no other reason to do this publicly than some kind of revenge play yeah no. like there's something behind the scenes that went down that we don't know about 
Exactly. I yeah. think that's a hundred percent what probably happened here. I think uh, Jay Prince, it might not been anything big to us, but maybe something happened where he asked for something and was ignored or denied or maybe some with his son. I don't know. Something with that camp happened. And that's why he took to Instagram to make it seem like he was being nice about it. But really, yeah, he was kind of, he was punking him. Like, yeah, that's exactly what it seemed like. To me, this kind of seemed like, uh, remember, remember in power where the, the one Russian dude was eating with his, with a ghost family. Oh yeah. And ghost was like, what the fuck? And he was sitting there like past the milk and past the salt and whatever. Yeah. I think I felt like it was one of those type of situations where like like you said, Ryan, I didn't even think about this, but maybe it was a situation where he did say something disrespectful or said, nah, I ain't doing that shit with y'all. Mm-hmm. I got my own niggas or something. And just so happened to get robbed. And he like, hey, little homie, we got your shit back. And you know, let me put it on Instagram saying, hey. Mm. You know, I know they did what they did was fucked up, but we got your shit back. Yes, show them the umbrellas. <laughs> and that 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 was the Man, part that got me. Like, yeah. show them the umbrellas. Show them the heat. <laughs> like, show them the stuff. <laughs> like, yeah, it, it, it was, was like really some mob type shit. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I don't know. Somebody gonna end up with that umbrella up their ass or something. <laughs> but I don't know what's going. Somebody gonna shit. get beat with it, man. But. Yeah, that was a wild video, but yeah, Jay Prince, I, I do feel a way, I think I said this last time, about him being so public about everything now on social media, the way he talked about the whole Drake situation and the whole thing with the call crop. Like, I feel like he he used to be like, fear comes from the unknown. Yeah. You know, a lot of fear is really just made up in our head. And when we fill in the blanks, when, when we see the truth, I'm not saying Jay Prince ain't a scary dude. I don't know him like that. But when we see more of you, we're less scared of you. You're less mythological. You're more of a human. And Jay Prince been in the camera so long, a lot of these new niggas ain't going to respect him like that, honestly. They see him as another clout chaser, probably. That's how they see him, not how I see him. You see what NBA Youngboy did. That's what I was going to say. That's that's a different... They dealing with a different era. talking like that. Yes. So when you see somebody a whole lot uh, uh, talking a whole lot about usually street stuff that people usually don't talk about, making a book about stuff, you know, they're going to see you a certain type of way. Not saying it's deserved. I understand Jay Prince want to have new avenues and, and whatever he wants to do. But that's just what comes with that. You know, you lose the fear it's, to it's an extent. Kind of, yeah, it's kind of like the boogeyman getting a social media account. Yeah. Exactly. It's yeah. like, it's like, eh, like if Candyman was on Instagram, ain't nobody care about that nigga, man. Yeah. So, but if it was through hearsay, like, oh, I heard he did mm-hmm. this, I heard he looked like this, but don't nobody really know. Like, it'd be a scary mofo. Exactly. I, I feel like we've talked about this before, but how does a check in go? Like, you know, for instance, say NBA Young Boy didn't know who to check in with how how does one even go about that like you know like if i were to go to if i were a rapper and i were go to la how do i even know who i'm supposed to check in with like am i supposed to have the the team that i have around me or is someone in that team supposed to be connected with someone in la to know better like you know 
I'm sure I know the NBA. I know they know each other. Like that, mm-hmm. we know that. But just for instance, if they didn't, how was NBA Young Boy supposed to enter Houston? Like how was how would he have gone about that? Or is the average person not even supposed to know that type of stuff? Like, and see, and see this is the thing because he lived here. It's yeah. Like, yeah, because it's not like he's just coming in to do a show. He he lived here, so I think they probably did have some type of. Uh, I, I ain't gonna say they had some type of relationship, but it had to be something that went on where they maybe tried to, you know, group up on something or collab with something. I don't know. And maybe the only thing I could think of is NBA young boy being young and saying, "Nah, fuck that. I ain't gotta do mm-hmm. that shit." Because yeah. you know, younger people is a little, little disrespectful towards uh, other people. And I ain't yeah. gonna say they more disrespectful towards older people. They Younger people more disrespectful. Period. Yeah, they, they would say "suck, suck my dick, fuck you" type of thing. Yeah. So maybe it was something like a "hey, you know, come to this party, you know, perform at this party." It could have been anything like that. And mm-hmm. he said, "Nah, I'm I'm cool. I ain't got to do shit." You know what I mean? And you know, it it could have escalated from that. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, I'm I'm interested to learn that or to know like how does one even go about the check-in process i've heard different things um there was one back when it was a big thing on youtube and all this stuff uh people made video like it's not always just you meet somebody and and get money or give them money Mm -hmm. you know sometimes just a call or it could be a lot of things honestly and i think it's really more so when you're gang affiliated yeah that you got to check in with the whoever affiliated with your gang in that city. Yeah. You know, to make sure there ain't going to be no problems. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think, too, is uh, I think it could have something to do with, I guess, if you go into that city to get money, then it's like a, hey, cut us in a little bit and we will uh, protect you. Yeah. You don't get robbed and nothing like that. Or Mm -hmm. just a simple, hey, what's up? Just come to this club. I got a section or something like that. But I think it's more of a protection type of thing. If you yeah. if you refuse to check in, like we not we, don't be surprised if we had somebody rob your ass or you yeah. know. And that's what? definitely what happened. <laughs> I definitely think NBA Youngboy is not here for the shit. Like he don't need. He thinks that he does not need the protection of mob ties. That he good. That nigga came from Baton Rouge, Louisiana. He good. That's what I, he think, <laughs> I think. I think. Takashi six nine inspired a lot of people, man. Yeah, I think he destroyed a lot of the myth of the check in, and I think because of that, and because of what six nine did in Houston, yeah, maybe Jay Prince feel like he got to reestablish the code. So mm. I don't know, man. This is all conjecture. I have no inside information, of course. None of us do, but yeah. shooting in the dark. But it's just how I see it. Mm-hmm. Um, other things that happened this week. Um, did y'all see the uh, Alicia Keys and John Legend versus? I did not, unfortunately. I did want to watch. I had intentions to, but I was out. That that June it just sounded too. I don't know Kwanzaa ish to me. Like again, <laughs> I, I, I can't. I like Alicia Keys. Okay, I don't like her recently, but I like her older shit. I'm not a big fan of John Legend outside of his first album at all. But, uh, Figgy, you said you watched it. You said it was actually good. What'd you think about it? It, it was pretty good, man. Like, they both had their own pianos. And, um, uh, there was uh, just the best part about it. It was 
all on one camera. So it, oh, it was? Like, yeah, they was yeah. together. So it wasn't like Alicia Keys on one screen and, you know, the freezing up and, hey, can you hear me? Can you hear me? Mm-hmm. None of that. Yeah, so it was pretty good. They was performing a little bit, uh, certain songs like Alicia Keys would perform Mabu, you know, kind of stand up a little bit and yeah. lip sync. And then other songs when she played like New York, she'd play the piano and actually sing. Oh, God. So it was pretty good. It was like, it, to me, it was kind of like a mini concert. Like, if you was to go to a concert, if they had like a duet concert, that's kind of how it was for real. So um, I think it was, I, I enjoyed it. I put it up on the iPad, had some wine. Okay. Kind of had it on in the background. So it, it was pretty good. I was I was kind of impressed. I I think it was better than the, um, the Jill Scott and Erica Badu. Really? Yeah, I was kind of in and out on that one. Mm-hmm. I didn't get the chance to tell you, but I was kind of in and out on that one. Mm-hmm. It was just, I think it was, um, I think, I think a casual um, Erica Badu fan will will enjoy it because they know some of the music, but a lot mm-hmm. of people didn't know Jill Scott music. Yeah. Much. So it was just kind of like it was more just vibes and positive stuff, and you know um, they they kind of already a little weird, but to me I was kind of in and out a little bit. It wasn't. Yeah, it was a lot of different. Um, I guess sage lingo or whatever yeah. i don't even know how to explain it i mean that i, I was a little i was a little i kind of got a little bored with that i came in front well that shit wasn't for us figgy it was, <laughs> it was for jazz it was for me mm-hmm. <laughs> crystal why, collecting incense burning head wrap wearing yeah, that's proud. why jump, that's why i didn't jump out the window with a hot <laughs> it wasn't for me it's, it's a lot of stuff that's for me it's a lot of stuff that isn't for me but I, I I enjoyed this Alicia Keys and John Legend. I'm, and that's the funny part about it. I'm not even like a huge fan. Mm-hmm. One thing, if I was like a huge fan, but I was never really a big fan of John Legend out of a, a couple songs. But um, my other takeaway from this is I will I will, I wouldn't mind hearing the John Legend and Rick Ross EP or something. Oh yeah, me too. Oh they yeah, great music. They got some real good. They got a lot of good music together. Justice mm-hmm. League got to produce it though. Yeah, I mean, if all that's on the table, man, I, I would take a nice EP or at most a, a 10-track song or mm-hmm. a 10-track album from uh, Rick Ross and, and John Legend. I think Neo and Rick Ross make good music, too. Uh, are y'all familiar with Erica Banks from... Actually, okay, she's from Dallas, I guess. Yeah. Technically. Yeah. Are you guys familiar with Erica Banks? I had heard of her, but not obviously until now yeah she i'm gonna go ahead and share this clip real quick because she dropped a a video on instagram i believe where she is rapping in her car very scantily clad if you will and people are hating on it for saying she sounds a little too similar to megan the stallion y'all be the judge 
Bingo my shit, I can hold up a bingo my shit. I roll up and I rap for a living. Stay out my way and I'll stay out my city. Pull up on time and then went up and get it. I got a killer, he live in the back. Shoot with a 40 and shoot with a max. Say you got money, well, how work it set? I be doing this and feet, it's no rain on my neck. Uh, can't tell, bitch, I'm heavy. Ayy, ain't now how here pretty. Uh, catch out quick like Billy. Ayy, talk too much, she feel it. Uh, I don't gotta do too much shit. I don't ever need no pants. Uh, I don't ever need no big bitch. I don't ever need no pants. Take it straight like a running man. Can't up the hundreds with rubber bands. 10K with two, that's a hundred bands. No, we don't fuck with that other man. Bitch, I'm on top and I'm bitter. Ayy, he know I be on whatever. Ayy, he know we fuck it with top on the phone. But he know that we're not together. Uh, So, people are saying that Carl Crawford. Oh yeah, and by the way, she is a 1501 certified artist. She just signed a couple yes. weeks ago, or like a month ago, I think, or two. Months yes, ago. brand new. Um, hope we can get her on a podcast, maybe, before she blow up. Did we try with I'm, Megan? I'm, it didn't I'm work. Trying. I'm we try with Megan, so we gonna try with this one. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, she's being accused of of stealing the swag, and to be fair. This video looks very similar to the type of video that Megan Thee Stallion puts out pretty frequently now and did under 1501 certified. So what is you guys take on this? Do y'all think she just completely ripping off Megan Thee Stallion or does she have her own flavor here? Jasmine, since we're, we, we're women hating misogynists over here, we'll <laughs> let you chime in first. What do you think about uh, Erica Banks? Uh, I, on first impression, I definitely saw and heard Megan, but after learning, even before knowing she was from Dallas, thinking that she was just a Houston artist, I thought it was a little, I think it's a little, I think it's a little much to, I think it's a little much to say that this is not a different artist, I guess. Um, I think women, like, Rapper, women rappers from Dallas and Houston sound similar. I think that, you know, her sound is not is not something that I think people are making a bigger deal about her sound than, than they need to just because she sounds similar. They're both from the South. They're both from from similar areas. But style wise, I didn't I wasn't big on Megan before she came out. But I, I do know about her car freestyles and stuff like, like her being kind of out in neighborhoods and stuff like that. So the fact that Carl allowed this artist to do something similar, which we were like people like me were introduced to Megan by, I think that was a bad look, but her jocking her sound and her look, I think that's, I think that's a bit much to say. I, I don't, I don't think that's fair to say because look at the city girls, they got long hair, they got, everybody has a similar look right now. So um, I think that's a little unfair. Okay, okay. Yeah. I have every maybe surprising response, but Fiki, you you yeah. first, man. Uh, wh- what do you think about Erica Banks? Is she ripping off Megan? Um, I don't think so, man. Because when I first heard, it, I heard, I was I was listening to her before she got signed, and uh, I don't think she. I, I think they kind of similar, same content. I um, honestly, the same type of content, but um, I I don't think so, man. I. I didn't hear her first off and say, wait a minute. Like, this sounds like a, a, a fake-ass Megan. I, I thought she had her own little style. Honestly, I think she a little more raw than Megan because some of the uh, other shit I was hearing, she was, like, really vulgar. I'm like, hmm. oh, shit. Like, that's how you know I'm getting old. 
because I <laughs> <laughs> like, woo, I can't hear this this uh, early this in the morning. Time. Yeah, but um, yeah, man, I thought she was super talented, man. You can't really, you can't really imitate the way. I, I guess you can't can imitate the way Meg rap, but to me, that's that's you got to be super talented to do it. Because it's it's easy to rap cert, uh, a certain type of way, but I feel like the way Meg rap is really talented, and um, and it's it take a lot of time to, I guess, um, I guess kind of be good at the at the way she rap mm-hmm. in that way. But I, I I'm a big fan of Erica Banks. I ain't gonna lie. I listened to her Mets tape. I thought it was cool, and um, when she signed to. Um, to uh fifteen oh one I was I kinda understood. I feel like she will fit that. She will mm-hmm. fit fit in real good because they had somebody like that. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, it it should be it's it pretty much would be the same blueprint they yeah. get with Meg. So it's not like it's a they don't have a young MA where they gotta do something totally different or some other guy artist where they gotta go somewhere else or they don't have a rasp rasp where they got to market some somewhere else, like they pretty much got to do the same thing they was doing with Meg. Yeah, and I think I think she really got a chance. The the only thing I hope they don't do is I hope they don't, they don't pin the, pin them two together. Oh, it's already mm-hmm. started. Yeah, it already happened. Yeah, yeah I just I I just kind of hate that because I feel like they both talented. I feel like they both can do a song together. And, and mm-hmm. we had this conversation before, but I I just. I just hope they don't. I, I hope it don't turn into Meg versus this girl because I think this girl is really talented. I yeah. hope that they both can cannot let the beef of fifteen oh one influence it because I I could see it going bad just because of the fact of, um, to our knowledge, Megan and Carl are still not on good terms. So I would hate for that to happen in the sense of her trying to get back at Carl and beefing with this girl. You know what I mean? Like I I think this I think this is the only reason it's like a big headline. <laughs> because mm-hmm. I've seen it before and I think the girl uh, it's funny cuz I heard a song uh, I forgot the name of the song but it was like a freestyle. And mm-hmm. um Erica was pretty much beefing with another artist from Houston. I don't know who the artist is but uh, she was beefing it was like a diss track towards mm-hmm. the other artist. And she did mention like like don't try to say I'm rapping like Megan, blah, 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 blah. She she did throw that out there. So I guess apparently she had been getting that for a minute. Yeah. That's but, the only thing I hate, too, is it's kind of unfair for her. Like, you know, it's kind of unfair for her, which I'm sure she's been grinding for who knows how long. And then as soon as she does get the opportunity, people automatically are comparing her to somebody else. So it's like she got even more to prove with being a new artist and on top of you know the making comparisons now yeah I, yeah i just think it got the big headline because it's 1501 um megan and stallions you know i don't know if it's her current label or whatever she's going through now mm-hmm. i think it's just getting the headline because this girl was rapping similar to her yeah <laughs> and yeah I, I just hope it don't turn into a big old beef because that, that 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 will be unfair. Because I don't think she got in at the beef with Meg. Yeah. Like she, like they, pretty much gave her a deal, and you know she's trying to you know become a, a star. 
Yeah. Um, unfortunately, we pit everybody against everybody in hip hop, and especially with the women, they all get pitted against each other. So I think it'll happen. Um, as far as Erica Banks, um, this is the first I heard of her. And at first listen, I did think it was kind of blatant copy, copy and paste. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that the flow is very similar. The type of beat sounds like the type of beat that Megan Thee Stallion was rapping on. Uh, the fact that it happened in the car with her wearing clothes. Like, look, I, I know these clothes ain't copyrighted by Megan, but the the marketing was similar. And to be fair, I don't know whose idea it was to have Megan rapping and twerking in gas stations. Maybe it was 1501. Maybe it was Megan's herself. So I don't know who can really lay claim to that copyright or whatever. But the plat- it is very similar. And I do kind of want to get a, a Houston rapper like ESG's take on this because I've always kind of low-key felt that Dallas jacked a lot of Houston swag, especially in the early 2000s when we had a screwed-up click and we had Swisher House. Dallas also had a DSR. They had Freestyle Kings. They had a LBP. People who are rapping very similar to Swisher House on those freestyle mixtapes, you know. But I do want to know because I know a lot of Houston artists got love, especially the OGs. They got love for Dallas, you know. So I don't know if they see it as a swagger jacking thing or, or just they're doing their own thing and we're doing we're all in Texas, you know. So I I want to know how they feel about it. That's just how I felt on the outside. But um, I I hope for the best for Erica Banks. You know, people got mad, but I did see the point as well. You know, there's a lot of clones in hip hop, period. You know, when the Migos came out, everybody had the Migos flow. When they started getting hot, everybody jacked that flow. And that flow wasn't even theirs. So... There is a lot of copying in hip hop, period. So I'm not mad at her doing her own thing. You know, we can have more than two successful female rappers at the same time. We yes. did in the 90s. Yeah. So I kind of do hope she finds her own lane. And, and the, I, I'm, I don't know how it's going to shake out, man, because on one end, I feel like uh, Megan Thee Stallion is getting popular to the point where it's not cool to like her no more in a sense, you know, mm-hmm. she got the track with Beyonce cause now she is mainstream. You know, yeah. she ain't underground. You ain't cool for knowing who she is no more. Everybody know who she is. She got a song with Beyonce. She, she crossed that, over. Yeah. Even without, even without the Beyonce feature, that song was huge. Yes. That was a huge TikTok song. And the, uh, the underdog is always attractive at first, you mm-hmm. know, when Cardi B was first coming up, dropped when she was on Bodak Yellow, she was the underdog. Nikki was the top dog. Everybody rooted for B, for Cardi B. Then when Cardi B when Cardi B crossed over, then it was Megan Thee Stallion. Megan Thee Stallion is crossing over right now, and now we have Erica Banks. The only issue is that uh, Megan got Rock Nation behind her now. So that's going to make it very hard for Erica Banks to get into certain doors yeah. if they feel like this person is trying to take away from what they believe to be their artist now. Yeah. And their money is long and their influence is long. Mm-hmm. So I kind of fear that it will be very difficult for her to break in anywhere with them holding the keys to all the doors she got to go through. Yeah. So 
very interesting to see how it will shake out. But I support her, man. All power to her. I um, I would like, you know, if we ever have the opportunity to have her on, I would like to know if she doesn't have videos already about it, what made her choose, what made Erica choose 1501 with the mentality of Megan's situation or you know was this something and I imagine this was something that was already in the works before we got word of Megan's situation but yeah you know just um I, I would like to know kind of the the, the strategy behind that behind good point behind even signing with that label to begin with because I you know she's talented I'm sure that she's had several other opportunities or you know was this one how why was this one such a good fit for her Yep. Yeah. Good point. But that's also a point throughout hip hop history. We all know about these label problems, yet all these rappers keep signed to the labels. Yeah, that's so true. So I, I don't know. I guess they think any clout or any success is better than where they're at right now. So I don't know. Very interesting, book. though. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to check that out, actually. He's talking it's about it right cool. now in the chapter I'm in. We need a free copy. We need to retweet him or something. But no, it's important. Um, so shit, let let's speed run the rest of the shit that happened this week. Uh, DL Hughley passed out on stage. I don't know if y'all saw that video. It was kind of scary. Yeah. And he was diagnosed with uh, uh, the COVID coronavirus, COVID nineteen. Uh, he is recovering now, thankfully, but he also has diabetes, so uh, it was kind of worrisome for him. Yeah, I was about to say, is that the reason he passed out? Or I, I, He was saying the reason why he passed out was because he was dehydrated mm-hmm. and he hadn't ate or drank in a while. But they, when they tested him at the hospital, they found out he had COVID. COVID. So, I wonder if he had had it for a while and didn't know in addition to the dehydration. It's possible. Yeah, I, I don't know what made him pass out. <laughs> mm-hmm. but, I'm sure he wouldn't have been doing the show if he knew he had it. Yeah, people got to stay home, man. Like, don't even try shit no more. Like, yeah. come on, man. Because yeah. that that comedy club, I'd be very worried if I was there because it was very compact. A yeah. lot of people in a close space, and he was right up on the audience. It wasn't like Dave Chappelle. Yeah, yeah. So, I'm surprised they even allowed that. And and the the type of person that he is, I follow his. You know, I follow him on Instagram and his show and stuff. Like, you just. I would have just thought he would have better prepared himself a little bit, not for passing out, but just precautions as far as COVID going on. Like, you know, he's a yeah. smart man. So I just was surprised to even see him up there without a mask, you know, with all those people so close together without mask on anyways. Yeah. It's, I mean, people, people you got to make money. Awesome. I understand. But yeah, if you look at these clubs, they're not about to turn down D.L. Hughley mm-hmm. because of COVID-19. Yeah. No, I'm saying just, like, not not the venue. I'm talking about him personally. Like, he – I follow him, and I know that he's a well-educated, you know, person. So I just wonder what what made him feel comfortable to not even make his guests have on masks. Well, to be like – we don't know when he got it. He he could have yeah, got it yeah. way before this show even happened. Oh no, no, I'm talking about just in general though. Yeah, like, I get just it. in general. Like Yeah, I wonder I wonder if it was a thing because a lot of these places you go into now, they pretty much take your temperature with the little mm-hmm. thing you just put it to your forehead. So maybe like I said, man, this it's scary because we don't know what the hell this COVID 
19 years yeah. or the symptoms and all this other stuff. So maybe it was a thing where they just check your temperature. And if you ain't got the temperature, you cool. You cool to come in. <laughs> because that they pretty much did that with me when I went in an Apple store. Went to the Apple store. I had to check off this checklist to say, uh, do I feel sick or do I have a cough? Have I been out of town and all this other stuff? Mm-hmm. And they took my temperature and that was it. Yeah. So maybe maybe it could have been a thing like that, and they didn't really require a mask. But, but yeah. ain't no telling how long he been traveling and all that stuff. So I don't know. People just need, like you said, Ryan, people just need to stay home. Yeah, it's not worth it at this point. Charges yeah. to the game. Need to yeah. Get, get financial need, aid if you can. People need to get a little more creative, man. It's, it's, I think it's ways you can still get out there or possibly make money without actually being that venue, big venues like that mm-hmm. or yeah. places like that. Yeah. I, yeah, I think I think more artists, more people just need to, I guess, figure a way out and take advantage of the social media <laughs> somehow. Yes, they need to try to figure out some kind of virtual show thing right now, man. Like, I know there is a, probably a way, maybe it's already been done, but something where people got to pay to watch something and then you yeah. do a stand-up special or a music event or something. And that way you get some money and then people, it kind of feels like a show with everybody together. So, yeah. Um, moving on, we got to fly through some other things. Oh, yeah, fuck it. We going to do a what a bro, no- we bring a what a bro knows back. This day only, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) We're bringing it back because we have Jasmine here and there are things on the table we got to talk about. What you been going through, Rocket? Tell me about your problems. Okay. Uh, Look, I'm living the holy life, okay? I'm walking (laughs) the path. I'm not engaging in any... any, uh, Sexual activity. Oh, not at all, unfortunately. (laughs) Um, So... There are two things. First off, me and Figgy didn't want to talk about this because we can't talk about this as men alone. But B. Simone has some comments uh, that caused quite a ruckus a couple weeks ago. Yeah. And I'm going to go ahead and play those comments for people who have not heard them yet. And this is B. Simone. I guess she's on Nick Cannon's show. I don't know what kind of show Nick Cannon has. has. Oh, okay. And this is her on her preference in a possible partner. He can't have a nine to five. What? Why not? You don't want him to have an honest job? I mean, he could be a, a hustling entrepreneur. So you want him to be a, you want CEO status? Yes. Okay, he can't, he can't, so like, he can't, he can't clock like, in and, and clock out. No. No. Damn, I be some entrepreneurs should date entrepreneurs. Okay, but still, there's there's people who have really good jobs with vocational skills. If if he's a mechanic, I'm, I'm sure. But no, you're not gonna understand my lifestyle. You're not gonna understand why I'm up at three a.m. Damn, you're making this you, hard for me. Okay, all right. You know, right. he has to be an entrepreneur, a business owner. He he getting one of them yes. stimulus packages from Donald Trump, one of them small <laughs> business loans, and he ain't buying jewelry with it. Or moving into that direction. <laughs> yeah. All right. I, okay, so. This caused the exact debate you would think it would on social media. Absolutely. With a lot of women agreeing and a lot of men being like, what the fuck? So we will start with the woman here. What what do you think about B. Simone's comments? Do you agree with them? Do you can you relate to them? Is that what you want for your life as well? Or what do you think about this 
particular viewpoint? I understood where she was coming from. I think that she um, did not articulate it well at all. And I think her coming back made it worse, not worse, but I, I felt where she was coming from the entire time, her coming back and trying to explain herself, but she just didn't articulate it in the best way. And the internet is the internet right now, of course, so they gonna pick it up and say what they have to. So I, what do you, I gotta stop you. What do you think she was trying to articulate there? I think she was me. I think that she meant like she needs someone that has the same grind as her. I think her throwing in nine to five versus an entrepreneur is where she messed up because I think that someone working a nine to five, it could equally be an entrepreneur and have a business or something that they're grinding towards. And they only have a nine to five to get them the income that they need to be able to take off in that entrepreneurship. So I think that her throwing in nine to five and like using that term fucked her up because I get what she meant because being up at 3 a.m. does not mean that you're necessarily working on something or grinding. Like I wake up at three or 4 a.m. almost every morning, like on, not purposely, like my body just wakes up. So that doesn't necessarily mean that I'm grinding, like, you know, that I'm working on something, but um, I think that, yeah, I think that she just, I think that she just didn't articulate it well. And I think because it came from B. Simone, which we watched her rise to stardom, I think that's what took people the wrong way, too, because it's like, who are you to even say this when we watched how you came up? So I think if it had it come from someone else, maybe, and I don't even know who else is named to throw out there, but I think had it come from someone else, it may have been received a little differently. But the fact that we watched B. Simone come up off these YouTube and Vine and Instagram videos to wilding out to your um, billionaire status or million, millionaire status and then this book and then you know all that we watched you grind so it's like you who where do you come off who do you think you are um, looking down on who you once were I think that's what upset people more than anything I, but I do get where she's coming from I get I don't think that I think a nine to five. I don't need anybody with a nine to five. I don't need anybody that's an entrepreneurship. I need somebody that we match. We have an equivalent work ethic. Like we have the same grind. Like we equally have motivation to to want to to progress and do better. I think that's what I got out of what she was trying to say, at least. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I think you projected a lot of your own onto what she meant, but I I, I yeah. agree. Yeah. Um, and also, sidebar, she has been accused of plagiarizing her book. Yeah. That's, People I think, are trying to get her out of there for that. I don't know if that or not. Yeah, just yet, a side. No, but, we ain't got to really break yeah. it down. But, yeah. Uh, a, a lot. Yeah, she's been accused of plagiarizing the book that helped make her. So, yeah, there's that. Yeah. But, Figgy, are us corny nine to five niggas out of luck now <laughs> in 2020? Are Apparently, we done for? I guess so. But I think, man, I think... Like I kind of get what she meant, but I think I think her using the nine to five thing just make it seem like she talking about a nigga from McDonald's or something. Mm-hmm. Like a nine to five can mean anything. Basketball players work not, or, or football players do nine to five. Know what I mean, so yeah. I think yeah, I think she kind of had it all wrong. But honestly, man, her comments, I think I think if it came from somebody like Maya. Or somebody that's fine and <laughs> somebody like I think that. B. Simone is better pretty. looking. 
I think guys will understand if if Maya said, "Hey, I can't talk to no guy that worked nine to five and he got to be a vegan." We would be like, all right, let, let me get rid of this nine to five. Let me stop eating meat and animals. But I think with it coming from her, because I think I think she okay, but I don't think she that she she not my type. I, I don't know I I don't know what it is about her, but sometimes just hearing her voice kind of irritate me a little bit. So I think that was just the I think that was just the door open for people to come in and bash her. <laughs> Yeah. So I think that that might that could be part of the reason where they could kind of go back on shit she said, or and that's when they found out about. I, I guess they brung up the book thing, but um, yeah, I think that's just a. I think that was just a reason to you know kind of go in on her right there because like I said, you could pick any good looking girl, like good looking innocent type of girl. A guy wouldn't have said anything. They would have they. Like they not dragging Maya for they, Maya says she don't she can't talk to meat eaters. She mm-hmm. did say that. Yeah, ain't nobody that. drag her for that. It, it, she she could have said I can't talk to a man that work a nine to five, and guys wouldn't have said anything. They would be like, damn, she you know she kind of worth that. You know, I I get it, I understand, but I think people look at B Simone as like a kind of like an average girl. I don't want to disrespect her or nothing like that, but. I think they kind of look at her as kind of average because I've seen a lot of tweets of dudes pretty much saying she ain't all that anyway. I've seen a, I've seen a funny tweet. I heard I, I, somebody said um, B. Simone could be on the table with a, with a slab of ribs and niggas going to grab the ribs every time. <laughs> niggas gonna, said she could be on the table butt naked next to some ribs and niggas going to take the ribs every time. So I think I think that might have something to do with it. It's kind of like who the fuck are you? You ain't even that cold for you to be saying this type of stuff. So I, I think that's part of it. But yeah, I think I think she I think she shouldn't have said nine to five. She could have said something like, I want somebody that's kind of on my level too. You know, somebody who at least make more than me or mu- as much as me. Because remember, Tory Lane said the same thing pretty much. And he he pretty much got crushed for it. Mm-hmm. Saying, you know, uh, he only taught the girls that's up to his par type of thing. So I think, yeah, I think it's because of her. I, but I don't think the statement she said was so ludicrous, ludicrous. Mm-hmm. I think that, um, and I don't know if y'all are aware of this too, but they were trying, like she said something else in regards to Black Lives Matter before she made this comment and people were upset at her for that so i kind of also think um and i could be wrong but i also think that some people's comments about this nine to five thing that she said are fueling off of her back her black lives matter situation too i think some people were already not fucking with her based on what she had to say about that and then like a week or so later she came out and said this so I think it kind of fueled those that were already like anti, you know, trying to get her out of there from that stuff anyways. But then again, you know, she did offend the people that just jumped in and heard what she had to say. But I do think um, some people are just trying to get her out of here regardless because of those type of com- this comments she chose to make before, you know, before this nine to five thing came about. Yeah. 
Now, now have a lot of women been ba- uh, kind of bashing her for this? Because I don't know. I seen mostly women saying, "What's wrong with that?" Mm-hmm. Like, Ain't nothing wrong with that. Everybody have a preference. Yeah, no, this? I've but, seen oh. that too. I've seen um, people taking up for her on my timeline for the most part. Okay, because it, it's it's funny because soon as Kyrie Irving say, as soon as Kyrie Irving have a boat full of white women, mm-hmm. and suddenly all the black women want to cancel him because of his preference. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I don't yeah. know. I just thought that was I, I just thought that was kind of funny how a lot of women throwing out the that's her preference. That's what she want. Mm-hmm. But as soon as a guy named his preference, and he you know he's a coon and all type of stuff. Exactly. I also think I saw I saw Joe Budden tweet this, and I felt this to the depths of my soul. He said, "Arguing about a nine to five when people are struggling to to get their unemployment just seems a bit." And then he went dot dot dot, and I was like, "Yeah, no, I feel that. Like, why are we even arguing about this? I got unemployment right now. <laughs> like, <laughs> let's calm down and worry about us average people and making it through this pandemic before we get to talking about all this other money and nine to fives. And let's try to maintain what we got going on right now." And that's how I kind of feel like people are kind of over the protest shit, and people are getting back to their normal bullshit because debates like this are happening now. Yeah, you know, I thought we would at least have a five month break from this goofy shit but now it's coming on and we've had this debate before i don't mean us personally but like social media yeah the salary requirements for men the look requirement for women and both sides getting mad about both people having opinions i was gonna say some oh yeah and if shoot her some bail real quick like i'm a proponent people are talking about her and oh she can't have her preference because of how she looks it's good. Anybody can have their own preference. Who gives a fuck, man? Yeah. Whatever. Like, you ain't going to talk to B. Simone, whoever's commenting on Twitter. So why do you care her preference in men? Like, yeah. why does it bother you? I think that's a female trait, and females got to learn that, too. You know, don't worry about a man's preference if you don't like Lizzo. You know, yeah. let him do him, and we'll let you do you. Mm-hmm. Just don't be getting upset when it's the opposite. And like you, like Vicky said about Tory Lanez bringing up a, a woman got to match him financially. Ain't nothing wrong with that. He can, if, if that's what he prefers, that's him. Yeah. If they don't apply to you, then whatever. But he don't want to take care of no woman. Maybe he wants somebody who can, you know, match with. Let, him. Yeah, yes. I understood that too when he said that then. But yeah, let, no. Let I, people have their own preferences. You ain't got to argue everything. I'm learning more and more each day. Yeah, we are. Everyone just loves to talk. <laughs> like everyone has an opinion about something. It's just like who fucking cares? Like mm-hmm. it doesn't apply to you. So why does it matter? Like why do you have to speak on it? Or why does you know why is it important to you to get your opinion out about someone else when you don't even know that person? Like I don't know. I'm just I guess maturing more and more each day and. Uh-huh. Yeah, like I don't know. I've I've been fighting hard to stay silent as I can on social media. It's been tough because I see things I hate every day, almost every minute of the day. I'm on social media. <laughs> I'm gonna scroll through and see something I fucking hate and really want to say something about it. Yeah. And then I look back and be like, man, who cares? Like, let people enjoy their shit or whatever. Yeah, I ain't got to shit on everything. So I'm trying. It's tough though. <laughs> hey, I, I like to talk. Quickly. Real quick on the be some wrong thing, I did like a funny tweet. Uh, uh, Martin from Life, mm-hmm. Martin was on Life, and they yeah. said, 
They said when B. Simone hitting that control and paste um, when she's doing her book three in the morning. Uh, oh, yeah. Now, the memes were funny, man. Yeah, that, yeah. that was hilarious. Black Twitter will make anything funny. Hilarious. <laughs> um, Real quick on another a what a bro knows topic. How do we feel about Marquez Houston marrying a 19-year-old? This flew under the radar. It did, because I didn't know it until I read the yes. rundown just now. That yes. he, so he he married. I thought so. He's I think en- he engaged. Is he oh, engaged? he is engaged. Let me see. I, I yes, he, he engaged a nineteen-year-old girl, and Marquez Houston is thirty-eight. It's funny that this article identified him as an actor from Sister Sister. <laughs> <laughs> like it's very. You could tell this is made for the white audience because they think that's what they would recognize him. Nice and from. Yeah, not I, IMX or any or or um, anything. Anything. He could have been, <laughs> like, been known as like artist Marcus Houston. Yes, yeah. I don't know why they felt like they had to yeah. say he was from Sister Sister. They could at least gave him you guys served. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anything, Roger. actor, artist. Roger. No, it's Roger. But uh, so he he made an Instagram post defending it. I'll read it just to get his point of view first. (laughs) So he posted a few pictures of him and his bride to be. And he said with the caption, with all that's going on in the world, my love life shouldn't be a topic. But since it is, let me just give you all the facts so you don't have to allegedly believe or create rumors. After reading the blog that I published, that was published about my fiance and I, I felt the situation needs, I need to speak on the situation because this is not music or television. It's my family, my future, my wife, and my life. I met Mia in 2018 through a mutual friend. Never before then did I even know she existed. The fact that she was listed on one of our films was a misprint or someone being messy. Anyone can post on IMDb. So I guess somebody put her name on one oh, of his films. So they were trying to say like he was like, yeah, praying he was on her. her. Oh, okay. Uh, anyone can post on IMDb. And there is no way someone that young could even work on a film set in the position of art director because that position requires years of experience. Mia is like a daughter to Chris Stokes because we are all family. Chris Stokes is a manager. Being a Jehovah's Witness, which I didn't know until just now, but now this makes sense. <laughs> Being a Jehovah's Witness, we all showcase true love like family. That's it. Chris's real daughter, Chrissy Morales, became friends with Mia in 2018, where we all first met Mia at a Jehovah's Witness convention. It was then that Chrissy and Mia became friends. Mia and I didn't start dating until she was an adult. She's 19, but okay, whatever. <laughs> I guess she became an adult at 18, whatever. Uh, We fell in love and got engaged in March of 2019. My dad, Michael, loves her, and the people I'm closest to love her as well. Most importantly, we have Jehovah's blessing. Okay. There is so much more to be concerned about in the world than creating rumors about me. No one ever gets facts anymore. They just run with stories, but hey, I guess it comes with the territory. So to all the rumors about me, none of it is true. And that's the story. No twists, no turns, no scandals, just true love. There is nothing that can come to the light because blah, 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 rigid, rigid stuff. Yeah, he ain't saying nothing else. 
Yeah, so that's the ex- explanation. Apparently, he met this lady at a Jehovah's Witness con- uh, convention. And I understand it now because that means they can't have sex until they're married. Uh, so I think that's why he's engaged to her now. Okay. But it was, I ain't gonna lie, I raised the eyes, uh, eyebrow when you said he was like a daughter to Chris Stokes. Yeah. <laughs> so that means he's like a sister to you then, but okay. Yeah. Um, so. As Joe Budden would put on his podcast, are we giving Marquez Houston a nasty award or is he exempt because it's religious? I get, I, I don't know that I really under, I, this, I don't know. I may have to look into this a little more, but I don't think I understand the religious aspect in that explanation. Or maybe I was just not listening. I don't well, know. wait, with his explanation? Yeah, like, so... Is he saying that because he's a Jehovah's? I I don't know. I don't. He's I don't not care. defending her age at all. Yeah. He's so just what? explaining how he met her. Oh. Because I guess people so. are saying that he met her when she was underage and they were dating when she was underage and all this stuff. But so. I guess him him throwing in Jehovah is just him saying that they have Jehovah's blessing. Like it ain't nobody business. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. I. I, I still don't, I don't know. I don't know. Cause I just looked at his Instagram, like, you know, while you're reading and he's been posting pictures of her. So I just, they've been together, like he said. So I, I don't, I'm interested to know what made this topic of conversation all of a sudden. Did they just get engaged? Cause he's been dating her. So, you know, why, why do we care? Why does the internet care all of a sudden? Like this has been going down. They seem to have been, it don't seem like a flame. Like they've been together for some time. So, How do you feel about him being 38 and her being 19? You skipped the most important part, Jasmine. That's what I'm saying. I don't know. You, why you don't care. Is, I, you don't I have think a big it, deal. I I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't. I, I, I don't feel no way because they've been together. Like, why are we just now talking about this? Like, what made it just now become a thing? Like, I do care. Like, I do think it's weird, but they've been dating. Like. I don't know. And it's she, just odd that thing. we all of a sudden care about who he's dating when he's been dating this young girl. Like that, that's the thing. How like how, did something happen? He said they met in 2018. Yeah. Yes. I think that's the key right there because if they they've been dating for a minute, it's kind of like when Tiger finally finally came out and said he was dating Kylie Jenner. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was like like you red shattered her red her for a minute. Yeah. Like, like y'all said, y'all said y'all was friends when she was sixteen. As soon as she turned eighteen, you came out and said, "This my girl." Okay, I think so that's kinda, what I'm missing. Okay, like the yeah. aspect of this girl was still young, even though he said how he met her. I think I'm missing the aspect of two years, 2018. This girl would have been what sixteen then? Because she's nineteen right now. Yeah, yeah that's what I'm saying. She's nineteen now. So even though yeah. the way that he met her, regardless. 2018 when you met her she was still underage even if you didn't meet her and uh even if you didn't meet her on set which he explained like that's not it you still she's still underage when you met her and started feel, and started dealing with her so yeah that's a little that's a little weird yeah it, it, that's a little off yeah this kind of remind me of when R. remember when r kelly came out and was in uh had a girl a white girlfriend or something mm-hmm. the girl was eight i think she was 18 Mm-hmm. It, it kind of remind me of this a little bit. Yeah. And why do you think the energy is different here? 
Because like I said, this story flew under the radar. Yeah. And there are certain people who be running to cancel any black man who be looking like a predator. But yeah. I didn't hear shit about this. I wonder I guess, why. That's a good question. I guess because I I guess because we haven't heard of Marquise Houston being a predator in any way before now. I I don't I'm not this is just me talking aloud and my questions because I don't know why this wouldn't be something that why is it something we're you know we're just now hearing about especially during this climate like why are we focusing our attention on this when he been dating this girl yeah. so like I don't I think my thought process I guess would be that he he don't that there is so consensual like he said that so many people are involved that it is very consensual where the R. Kelly situations, their parents, as far as we know, their parents didn't even want their kids. With, I don't know. I don't know. This is weird. I got to think about it some more. Okay. Well, <laughs> Y'all put a lot on me. <laughs> I just want to know why the energy is different, but yeah. we, uh, whatever. We'll, how, we'll, how do you feel about it? I mean, I look, I, I think it's the nigga almost 40, dog. Yeah. This girl is 19, man. Yeah, that's weird. And yeah, he knew her. And yeah, he had this plan when he met her when she was underage, man. Come on now, dog. And, and people, like, you defend what you like. You exactly. know, I think a lot yeah. of black women love Marquez Houston. So uh, I don't think they want to cancel him. The usual suspects haven't been tweeting the story. I found it by chance. But yeah, it's very strange, man. And I mean, we so many Hollywood stories about people preying on young women, and there's one right in front of her face, maybe, and nobody says shit. I'm not calling him a predator, yeah. but I'm just saying, if this is cool, then keep that same energy when it's a nigga you're not a fan of. Yeah, no. no that's all I, I'm saying. I, I can kind of agree with that. Rocket is him being the one that no one's ever not liked. You know, like, he hasn't ever been a person that people have had a reason not to care for him, you know? So that could, that could definitely be it. But I, yeah, no, I got to sit with this a little longer because I didn't know any of this until just now. I think, I think I know what it is. I think, I think y'all, I think women love you got served so much. (laughs) (laughs) They don't want to cancel it. They don't want to cancel it because he played in you got served and it was a fan of the whole. And he's still. The IMS movement. (laughs) immature they look they his fans are immature like man and no homo he's still attractive like he still yeah. looks like he did when he was in the movies and shit yeah so yeah women women ain't gonna try to cancel him until he's an old old man Do like we... r kelly r kelly ugly now they weren't trying to cancel r kelly when they thought he was sexy yes <laughs> no i he's think that old and now he canceled i think it's definitely something that needs attention brought to it but do we think that uh I don't know this is weird. I don't know. That's weird. Mm. I think do that you, other, oh go go ahead. Do you has have do we know that like you know how we would hear about Rasby and I wanna say Amarion or J Boog. Do we know anything about Mark Marcus Houston being sexually molested when the, he was younger? The the one thing I will say that's kinda odd. Because he real close, he say he real close with Chris Stokes. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, do we know? Yeah, does it has it been reported that 
that Marcus Houston or had he ever spoken about being sexually molested or sexually messed with? Because that's the only way that that that's where my mind goes to what? for somebody that thinks that this is okay, like someone else that may have been in that type of situation. Be- I don't no. know. But I just I have, don't I, see. I gotta call it out though, because R. Kelly, the same thing happened to him, and you ain't shoot him no bail. Yes, I absolutely did. I absolutely said that R. Kelly was a sick ass person, and that he never got help that he needed. I absolutely oh, okay. said that. Okay. So I, I have to bring up the same point with Mark with Marcus Houston. Like, is has it ever been? You know, does anybody know of or? has he publicly ever put out there that he had been sexually abused or any, do we know of any sexual trauma in his past? Yeah, because not, that would be my next thought. Yeah. I haven't seen any conversation. I, I haven't seen anything with him as far as that, but to me as a head scratcher that, you know, you still so close to Chris Stokes. Yeah. And we heard all the stories with Chris Stokes. So it ain't no telling if he was, you know, or even him being, you know, kind of partner in crime with Chris Stokes eventually. Yeah. I don't know. I, you know, I'm not trying to throw that out there or, or try to make any accusation, but to me, it's kind of, it's, it's kind of like that person that's still cool with R. Kelly. Somebody that's still close to R. Kelly saying, Hey, this is, you know, this yeah, is my, that's this what is I'm saying. That's something right wrong there. Years, and it's kind of like, like you, like we heard all the stories. So if you're still cool with them, either you part of it or you a victim in it. So let's wrap this thing up, y'all. We've been at it for a minute. Uh, other topics, real quick. Um, Hurricane Chris got a murder charge. I don't know if y'all saw that. He got bailed out on five hundred thousand dollar bail. I didn't really Man. care to look at the story, but yeah, Hurricane Chris. Hey, baby. Never- Dang. Et cetera, et cetera. Is he from New? Is he from Louisiana? I have yeah. no idea. Yeah, is he? He's from okay. Baton Rouge, okay. I believe. Okay. Um, he was. That's so crazy because he was just like adding people on or messaging people not too long ago on Twitter an and stuff. Needed an alibi. He's like, <laughs> he got his manager to fucking tweet <laughs> yeah. shit on his account. Yeah. <laughs> while he was murdering people. That's crazy. It couldn't have been me, Your Honor. I was tweeting. <laughs> you did say you watched 846. We talked about that on the last podcast. Oh, okay. Um, but I want to get your take on it, too. The Dave Chappelle uh, YouTube slash Netflix special. Mm-hmm. Not really a comedy special, of course. It was more serious in tone. But yeah. what were your thoughts on that whole, whole Um, This was another thing that I was seeing a lot of commentary before I got a chance to watch it myself. But... I love Dave Chappelle. I thought it was great. I thought it was something to expect from Dave Chappelle as far as content wise. I didn't expect anything less or, you know, from him. Um, It wasn't, we kind of touched on it a little earlier, but it wasn't until he was talking about these celebrities and how Don Lemon and he was, you know, was calling out all these people. It wasn't until I heard him say that, that it kind of put things in perspective for me as to stop looking for certain people to, to speak out. Um, but I thought it was really good. I did. I was interested, um, to know how he was able to put that on net. I mean, on YouTube versus on Netflix and all the criteria behind that, but I'm sure I can Google it, but, um, I thought it was really good. I thought it was, um, exactly what we expect from somebody like Dave Chappelle. Um, 
what you said. So if you follow him, you know, you, you got exactly what you were saying. So I thought it was good. I don't have any more or less to say, I guess. But if you haven't seen it already, I definitely recommend um, you going out and watching it for sure. Definitely. Or, or unless you were uh, Candace um, Owens. Owens. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Now, oh, yeah. I did hear a criticism, a slight criticism. Um, a man, funny enough, said that it was very uh, disappointing and tone deaf that Dave Chappelle did not mention any black female victims of police violence like Sandra Bland or Breonna Taylor. What's your opinion on that? Do you agree, disagree? To be completely honest with you, I didn't notice until you just said it right now. Um, that wasn't my... I think that he he served as justice. I think you nitpicking now, honestly. Um, yeah, I honestly think that's just people nitpicking because I, I hadn't noticed until now. I don't think that it was purposefully done. Uh, I think he made, I think he, he, I think he executed in everything that he was trying to do. So um, criticism like that, I'm not really here for it because y'all are missing the point. I agree, but I had to let you say it. We <laughs> can't say that. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I just think that that's nitpicking. I don't think that he intentionally did that, to be honest with you. I think it is, it, it does speak to him. It may speak to him a little more that he needs to pay a bit more attention, but I don't think that he purposely did that. I think it was just natural. It was a natural thing for him. He just wanted to get out what he had to say, and that's what it was. And plus the people he named, he kind of had a story behind behind each right? person, yeah. So, so it wasn't he had a story behind um, Sandra Bland or Breonna Taylor, yeah. I mean, because the George, um, Big Floyd stuff that hit home, so obviously he's gonna talk about his birthday and yeah. yeah. And then the other ones, he kind of had some type of story behind it. Like, what kind of story was he gonna put behind Breonna Taylor? Unless he just, unless people just wanted a shout out, yeah. And I also think, too, that people have to, I could be wrong, but I also think people have to understand that what we saw was not the complete show. I, I, I highly doubt what we saw was the full show. So who's to say that he didn't mention it within the show that he was doing, you know? Who's to say that he didn't bring up some of these other names, but the editing, what we got edited may not have included it. And I just think people, you know, are, are looking for a problem when that whole thing was just really good in general to me. Yeah, I agree. I had to bring it up because I did see that criticism. <laughs> so I had to see what our uh, female correspondent would have to say about that. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's so funny. it's funny how people just brung that up. They pretty yeah. Much, yeah. They just brung that up and just missed the whole point. Yeah. <laughs> that's like the J. Cole no name thing. Like, I just think people want to, they, they pick and choose what they want to. There are people whose entire fame on social media is based on creating controversy out of nothing and creating division out of nothing. The same people who, who tweet negative shit towards black women, same black women who tweet negative shit towards black, black men for no reason. Like they, they, that's how they become famous. You know, everybody got to complain about everything, you know, while we're supposed to be united, you know, people are bringing up the, well, you're not mentioning trans victims and all this stuff. And it's like, I understand where people are coming from, but at some point we got to at least act unified, you know, at least appear unified for more than a day. 
that's pretty before much like it becomes black matter. people versus black people all over again. That's to me. That's pretty much saying all lives matter. Yes, exactly. Like, but they don't we, see it that way. It, like we know that. Like like a, a trans person didn't get killed at this moment. If it did, I'm sure people. I'm sure we'd be saying you know trans lives matter. I mean, we talk. We, like I don't get it, man. There, there are legit, there are legit complaints about the way a, a lot, and it's ingrained in the culture, the way black people view the gay community or the trans community. I understand that. And that is a conversation that could be had, but like right now it's black lives matter. It's black shit happening. It's not about your orientation or your gender. Yeah. Or colorism. I'm sorry. Yeah. We're not doing that right now. Yeah, the light skin versus dark skin um, shit is played I, if I out. I see that, that is, stop it. Please. It's not the time for that. Yes. Yeah. Agreed. I'm tired yeah. of that debate too. Light skin and dark skin shit. Like, oh my God. Love yourself. <laughs> um, anything else you want to touch on real quick? Anything you've been watching? Anything can catch your eye? Um, I finished, I'm late, but I finished the Michelle Obama book. Oh, okay. Um, and I watched Becoming on Netflix. I liked it. Um, I thought it was inspiring. I thought it was good. I do think that I love Michelle Obama, but I think that um, I think there was a little hype, like a little mm. little hype. Mm. Um, I don't. I I love Michelle Obama. I it's Michelle Obama though. So like that's why I uh, I understand it it being. Um, the way that it was, because I will take anything that she wants to put out and give us, um, you know, but it was all right. Like I, I enjoy, I enjoyed it for what it was. It was more so like a, like a biography for her, uh, more like a, you know, more like a walk through her journey through the white house. And now her post president, per post vote first lady, my bad, but, um, yeah, I mean, I thought it was cool. I walked, I watched that, and then what else? I finished Insecure. I don't know if okay. y'all watched Insecure at all, but oh my gosh, I bailed out the second season. Dang. I think I watched the second season. That was it. Will you ever go back? I feel like I'm too far behind. And it's only always binging. Yeah, but people pretty much doing what they do with power. They tweet about it. They talk about it. So I kind of know what happened. She yeah. Got back with Lawrence. Lawrence had the baby on it. All this other stuff. So I'm just. They. Like, oh yeah, they ended the season basically yeah. with Lawrence yeah. telling yeah. her that yeah. she he was going to have a baby that he didn't yeah. really solicit. He didn't yeah. really care to have. Yeah. So I'm kind of like, man, like I, I kind of don't want to finish it. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. I don't know. I might if I ain't got nothing else to do. Yeah, but that's really it so far. And so I finished Insecure. I finished uh, Becoming, and I'm working on. What am I working on? I, the Jeffrey Epstein documentary. I haven't oh, finished okay. it completely, but um, that and then we're watching the Bernie Mac show again in our household and sex in the city. So oh, okay. y'all want to join sex me on those. Yeah. Yeah, we ain't going to watch sex in the city. Maybe Bernie Mac show. <laughs> that, but, yeah. I, I watched, I watched, um, uh, white man can't jump yesterday. I've never seen that movie. 
man, well, I tell you, the, the, the movie was kind of funny, man. It is. It's hilarious. Mm-hmm. My favorite part was the uh, the guy they um, skiing doing at the park. Went to go get his gun. <laughs> Where uh, he was like, both of y'all motherfuckers crazy. He like, I'm about to go to the car, get my other gun, and shoot everybody's ass. <laughs> <laughs> he was just walking to the car like this. I'm like, man, I was. Well, I tell you, I was crying watching that part. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I watched that last night. Um, okay. The, the other show I've been watching was um, um, Four Weddings and a Funeral. I think it's a Hulu show. Mm-hmm. But um, it's it's kind of a fun. It's a funny show. I don't know any of the actors in it, but um, it's it's a pretty funny show. I, I say check it out if you want to laugh. Yeah. But, um, what else? I, I I watched one episode of this show called C. Like S E A. Oh. Yeah, it's pr- it pretty much looked like the fucking um, it looked like fucking um, what's the show you used to watch, Ryan? Uh, Game of Thrones. Oh yeah. It looked like Game of Thrones, but everybody there blind. Oh okay, and that's why yeah, it's called it's, C. That's clever. Yeah, it's an Apple. It's an Apple TV production, pretty much. Is this a show where like one guy could see or something like that? Was this the one that Jack Freeman was talking about? Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. I that one, man. I'm. I ain't gonna lie. I'm not really feeling it. I was never feeling those type of shows anyway. But it just seemed weird because the it's it's not even it's not even back in medieval time. I I guess this is years, years, years later. So uh, I guess something happened where everybody went blind, mm-hmm. and um, so it's supposed to be years ahead, and it looked like medieval time. <laughs> Like the way they talk, the way they dress, and all this other stuff—it's just I don't know. It's I don't know. I'm not really feeling it so far, but I'm gonna try to I'm gonna try to watch it till I can't. They <laughs> made all. a movie like that in a while a while back. It was called Blindness, and that movie sucked. <laughs> so maybe the TV show's good, but yeah, that it, movie it was got, terrible. It do got some a couple actors in there. It got the dude from um, I want to say the dude that played in Aquaman. Oh, Jason Momoa. I think so. I think that's him. And then the black lady, I forget her name, but she played in a bunch of black movies. The, okay. Um, uh, shit. I think uh, you've seen the movie um, shit, uh, Holiday Heart. Remember Holiday yeah. Heart with Ving Run? The, uh, the crackhead mother? I think uh, she she playing in it. Oh, okay. And, you know, they all got the medieval accents and all this other stuff. Oh, my God. So, yeah. But I, I got through the first episode. I'm going to try to watch the second one again. <laughs> or the second one. So, that's all I'm pretty much watching. Okay. I, uh, I watched this show. I, I I ain't even talked to y'all in a minute about this, but I watched this show called Defending Jacob. It's a it's a show on Apple TV, too. I've been watching a lot of shit on Apple TV. Say, I, maybe I need to get Apple TV. No, it, it, it's pretty good. I think I think the reason I like it is because everybody ain't got it. So you know on Netflix, everybody seen everything. Mm-hmm. As soon as the movie dropped, everybody talking about it. Ain't nobody got Apple TV like that. So <laughs> I can watch a lot of stuff in peace. So um, I didn't. I watched Defending Jacob, which was pretty good. The, the guy that played Captain America is the main character. Yep. Um. Uh, I watched this show called The Morning Show with Jennifer Aniston and um, and um, shit Reese Witherspoon and um, 
what's his name? Carell, Steve Carell. Steve Carell, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's in it. That's a pretty good show. I, I actually like that show a lot. So, um, yeah, that's all I've pretty much been watching. Okay. Get my TV show game up. I was gonna say, what you been watching? I've been watching shit. But there is a new Christopher Nolan movie coming out next month that I might have to risk the theater experience to see. Oh shit! Man. It's called Tenet. Um, I don't know how safe movie theater is gonna be. They're supposed to be opening up like next week. <laughs> I might have to risk it. I'll let y'all know how it goes. What uh, is it like? A scary movie or? Nah, it's like a. Uh, I guess like a thriller more so. But Christopher Nolan is a guy, he directed uh, uh, Memento, Batman Begins, and The Dark Knight, and all those three mov- those three Batman movies, and he made Interstellar. So, What's the name uh, of the movie? Uh, Tenet, T-E-N-E-T. Is the trailer that- looks like a trip, huh? Yeah, I, I think I've heard about this. My cousins were talking about it looked really yeah. good. It has uh, Denzel Washington's son starring in it. Oh, John David Washington. Yeah, it looks good, man. So I might have to risk the IMAX experience and, and go in there with my mask on and, and, and risk the COVID to see it, man, because it looks hype. So, shit, let's go ahead and wrap this thing up, folks. Um, you can follow the lovely Jasmine, of course, at Jasmine Bass on all platforms. Bass, I know. I'm trying no, to give you a hype name. I'm tripping. It's been a minute. Uh, Chitty Chitty Bass on all platforms. Uh, check out her playlist, the Juneteenth playlist, and all that stuff, and many more projects to come. So, yeah, check her out. Figgy, of course, at the Figgy Fig. You see him get into it with angry listeners. <laughs> I'd give you some shit, man. But, uh, yeah, follow him on social media. Uh, you got a new Figgy's World coming out, man? Oh, yeah, yeah. One just released um, uh, this past Wednesday. I can't remember if I plugged it, but um, uh, I did the uh, DJ Screw one. So I pretty much okay. did, I did a reaction video uh, oh, shit. listening to DJ Screw, uh, the, the CDs I bought. So, um, yeah, I got in the car and listened to it, did my reaction video to it. So, yeah, make sure you check that out. That's dope. Holding down for H Town, man. You know what I'm saying? Yes, sir. No, I'm saying. <laughs> yes, sir. So thank y'all for listening, subscribing. Sorry this episode came out a little bit later, but fuck it. We 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 still on time. We ain't always there when you call, but we always on time. We took Juneteenth. Yes. We took yes, it was a black holiday, okay? Basically. Juneteenth weekend off. Yeah. Okay. And we we might take the whole month off. We might have two black history months coming up. You know, fuck, we, we taking everything back. Just Y'all done have 400 the, years. Hey, just don't four. celebrate the 4th of July. <laughs> Dog, yeah. what's going on? The, okay, sidebar real quick. What the fuck is going on with the firecrackers? I don't know. Have you heard about this? Apparently, there's been, like, nonstop firecrackers in certain cities, especially, like, New York. Mm-hmm. And some niggas on Twitter are saying it's a government conspiracy. Really? Yes. <laughs> there's been, like, nonstop fireworks going off. And I think the real reason is because uh, there's no July 4th events really going on. So uh-huh. they're dumping off their inventory for cheap and everybody's uh, buying them up. Uh, I hated that, that we didn't. Right. What's that? I'm sorry. I, I said that sound about right. Yeah. I hated that we didn't get together as a black community and get these fireworks for Juneteenth because I really would have loved to see like fireworks being popped on Juneteenth as if it were a 4th of July. 
Yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah. Going there. I, I'm gonna try to stay positive, man. I'm, I'm going to there. Stay positive. <laughs> yeah, cool? it'll be. Are you cool with them making this a national holiday now, like all the corporations? Because I, mean, I feel like they're giving themselves a pat on the back. Like we reserve this day. Yeah, where Coca Cola is taking off to to uh, like, for Juneteenth. Who don't want a day off? Mm-hmm. The NFL office is closed, even though it's a random day in the off season. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck y'all be doing anyway, but okay. Um, I'm trying to stay positive, man. Okay, I'm trying to stay with the movement. I'm trying to. I'm not trying to not be as negative, man. So, I mean, if people like it, if people think this brings them joy. If you down with Juneteenth, that's cool. I always thought it was more of a Texas thing, so that did confuse me at being a national thing now. But yeah. if it makes people happy, man, fuck it. If people black people get the day off, that's I cool. Am, I, am I have no happy. problem with I'm, it. I'm kind of happy about it, and I'm really surprised that it went. I mean, it became a national holiday in the snap of a finger. Yes, because we was just talking about this early on, how we was gearing up for the people to. Bash black people for not celebrating Juneteenth, mm-hmm. but shit. Within a week or two, they, I think it was within a week, people start taking off for those days. So a lot, and a lot of black people didn't know about Juneteenth until this became a thing too, especially ones up north. Yeah, yeah. It's, so. it's weird. a lot of people knew about it in Cleveland too. I think, I think it was, it wasn't as popular, but people was trying to make it popular in Cleveland. Yeah. And they they would be the ones the best people for celebrating the Fourth of July. Yeah, I will no, never course. forget. I was in Louisiana, and my, my auntie. I was so excited about the Fourth of July and getting ready, to, like talking about the, all these fireworks and stuff. My auntie called me out, and she was like, "We don't celebrate that. We celebrate Juneteenth." And I was, and I had no idea what she was talking about. And they gave me a history lesson right then and there, and I've never forgotten <laughs> since that day. So did you actually have the July 4th party on Juneteenth, or how'd that go? You mean this year? Well, when you first found out about it. Oh, no, I was back in, I wasn't in Louisiana at the time. No, okay. So, yeah, where I was, where I grew up, we couldn't pop fireworks in our, in our neighborhood. Oh, okay. So, but yeah, yeah no, I will never better, forget that. <laughs> better not see no coons popping no fireworks on July 4th. Y'all better not see, y'all better work that day. I don't even know what day it is, but y'all better work that day, too. <laughs> It's a Saturday. I yeah, think. y'all better go to work. <laughs> no taking off on July 4th, people. Celebrating a white man's holiday. But anyway, I digress. It's the longest outro ever. This is what happens when I don't have my Anita Baker, man. I, I get off track. I need the tender love. But uh, yes, uh, check out the podcast. We got more in store, et cetera, et cetera. Thank you all for listening. Thank you for the lovely Jasmine for joining us. And the man himself, Biggie Fig. I'm Ryan Rocket. And.